There's so many people here. It's a lot of people. Hello. Hello. And Ben's freshly <laughs> shaved. Yeah. Like a like, like a baby. Check <laughs> <laughs> the uh, spotlights on you, sir. You've got the largest cam. So I hope Good you luck. got a lot to say today. You're, you're the cam girl tonight. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Well, more importantly, we have a... The reason that Tech is in the center is because we have a guest. What's up, Christian? How's it going? Oh, Hello. shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, For those of you who don't know, Christian is me and Ben's long-lost cousin. Yep, who we, we wish we him. saw more often, but now we see him more often than we, than we have, man. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time in a little bit. Yeah, it's been yeah. a minute. How you doing, man? I'm good. How about you guys? We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. I, I'm doing pretty good. I don't want to answer for everybody. <laughs> Everybody's doing good. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, uh, I said this uh, just the other day on a, sorry, it was on another show. I'm sorry. I'm cheating on you with another show. Uh, that It's not a really original joke. My lifestyle could be classified as quarantine for the last 10 years, so... This is just sort of, it's a little scarier, but uh, it feels pretty normal sitting at home all day. So. Yeah, it's the, that's the, that's my favorite meme so far, the puppet mm. that's like, and it's when you find out that your <laughs> lifestyle has a name and it's quarantine. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all those people a little bit. Um, and now we're all those people like by, by uh, requirement. So, you know, that's right. You know, uh, I'm wearing a butcher queen. Pin. Yeah. Because, well, that's very kind of you. Because I'm wearing an Apple shirt, and I don't want to say some shit Apple doesn't like oh. while their logo's on display. So well, I would rather say some shit that Ben doesn't like while I'm wearing his <laughs> pin. This <laughs> <laughs> took a weird turn. I was about to say thanks, but no thanks, but now... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> now, yeah. now kind of fuck you, actually. Uh, Tech, how's you, how, how you been, homie? I've been okay. Um, lose my mind a little bit. That's about it. <laughs> yep, as we all just a little, as we all kind of are slowly, some faster than others, as oh, yeah. Facebook has been, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter have been apt to point out. Uh, <laughs> Sarge, you keeping yourself busy? You still doing house projects? Or did you finish no, those? No, not yet. Not I, yet. I mean, I've, I've I've done some, but I've got stuff coming up this weekend that I'm going to work on. Dope, dope. But but today has literally been probably the worst day I've had in years. Oh damn! Why? And it's and part partly because like I'm on quarantine and the one thing I want to fucking do I can't do, and it's because I can't download a 13 gig update for a fucking video game. Oh yeah, sure. I it so I started me, that download took me two hours. Yeah, I started that download earlier too, and it, mine was also only going for. Uh, megabits. So I wonder if it's on Call of Duty's end because there's a shit ton of people are downloading it. Sure. Well, I also did speed tests at my house and at max I'm getting 30. Yikes. And I pay for 300. So I hate to be that guy because I usually sn- thumb thumb my nose at, at the guy that's about to do the thing that I'm about to do. But uh, your worst day of the quarantine is when your Call of Duty download is slow. <laughs> It sounds pretty, pretty rough, bro. <laughs> no, no. When, when I'm stuck at home, yeah, he's, and I, I can't, I can't even leave my house to go do stuff. Yeah, Ryan's Ryan's fully aware game. he's Andy Bernard right now. I, I don't yes. live a very hard life. Yeah, <laughs> but but when like the the wildest thing I can do right now is go play Call of Duty. Oh yeah, if then, my internet yeah, was it's, down, it's, it'd be a bummer. It's pretty bullshit. Yeah, yeah. If my internet was down, I'd be bummed. Everyone in this I think group it, would I be think, severely I think bummed. I streamed today. I don't even know if I would have if I would have streamed something else if my if my internet would even handle it. 
sure this right now so sure um my week has been interesting uh last week i told you guys that we were keeping charlie at home because you know risk and not wanting to have her hanging out with grandma who works at the hospital uh and i was optimistic about that whole event a week later someone please take my fucking kid (laughs) (laughs) she's got way too much energy um it's impossible to set her down and let her do something for an hour without her being like mommy daddy come look (laughs) and it's like no dude leave us alone (laughs) just watch just just play sonic on your tablet you loser um that's fine it's actually really cool hanging out with her and going outside with her like every day um the last couple days especially because they've been super nice i grilled today which was great Nothing wrong with grilling and a couple of beers, even if it's by yourself. Is this your first hey. grill of the... No, this is the second. I grilled last week as well. Of the corn season? <laughs> we, we we had hail here today. <laughs> you had hail? Nice. Yeah. It was I like 85 here. Just, For yeah, about 45 minutes. Like, it just dropped like 20 degrees. I was expecting tornadoes. Yeah, clouds rolled in. It got super fucking windy. And then it was like, all right, we're good. It's just colder yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was sunny and nice here. What a shame, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How dare it. I'm so bummed out. It was so where nice. Where are you, here. by the way? Oh, where am I? Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. Atlanta. Hotlanta. We all call it that here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a great TV show, too. I realize Discord has added this feature where when someone's talking, it outlines them in green, so you know who to look at. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks like I have a bunch of like overlay problems. I don't. It's just I'm not Discord saying anything, it. and mine's like going crazy, so maybe I need to up my... Uh, maybe you've got some white noise. It would make sense. <laughs> The whitest, the whitest of noise. The whitest of noise. Uh, well, what's up? It's Bounty Board. Uh, we're a game podcast. We're a, we're a pop culture podcast. We mostly talk about games. This week, though, we're going to talk about some other stuff. But before that, we got some news. Um, there's a lot of news, actually. A lot of it's like real quick run through. Don't worry. We're not going to go through all of these things in explicit detail. Um, so to like knock out the short things, Xbox and PlayStation both have spring sales that are kind of dope. A lot of shit's on sale. So for all y'all who want to buy games to do, to, to occupy your time while you're stuck at home <laughs> and download them, <laughs> sorry. Um, Xbox and PlayStation are all selling stuff at like 75 to 50 to 75% off. Wow. So that's dope. I did, um, did not know that. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, new stuff, like NBA 2K20 is on there. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot's on there, like yeah. 33% off. NBA is 67% off. Like that's a pretty huge discount. Yeah. FIFA 20s on there. I've thought about that just because I want to do the the Volta street soccer stuff because that's the only thing I care about when it comes to FIFA. Um, PlayStation has dope stuff too. A lot of exclusives are super cheap. Um, Death Stranding is oh, on wow. is on sale. Lots of stuff's Rain- on sale. I don't know if you said this. I'm sorry. Rainbow Six Deluxe, ten dollars. Yep. Hey, they they had the, they had the same deal like I think two months ago, and I picked it up. Yeah, pretty cool. It's, it's Fallen, definitely a good thing to pick Jedi up. Jedi Fallen Order is only thirty six dollars. If you were waiting for that for whatever reason, yeah, all sorts Ooh. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I need that. <laughs> that game is very good. That game is very good. I've yet to play it. Um, also, quick news: Call of Duty's season three, the thing that Ryan was trying to download and I'm trying to download. Uh, the season three of the Battle Pass came out today. Uh, it ups the battle royale to four player squads, which is dope. Um, it also introduces a new operator, two new operators. 
Uh, and two new guns, um, the SKS and something else. I think a handgun, which is dumb. Um, <laughs> who cares? Uh, but then Battle Pass, you know, 100 levels worth of stuff you can unlock for those of us who do that. I've maxed out Battle Pass 1 and 2. I had to buy the last two levels of Battle Pass 2 last night before it ended. But I got to like 96 mm. or 97 on my own. Um, <clears throat> what? You Black, said, Black Flag is back down to $12. I might have to grab that. Oh, dude. It's Ooh. incredible. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. The game is worth Eat having. Anthem's yeah. nine bucks. <laughs> hey, that's not due to a sale, though. Honestly, though, buying Anthem <laughs> for nine dollars might be a steal when they release two point oh. I, I was, uh, was eight dollars yeah. last month, and I grabbed it because yep. of the whatever they're about to do. Yep. Yeah, they've been working on something for an entire year and been completely radio silent about it. So mm-hmm. that's what that's what No Man's Sky did when it re released. Everyone fucking loves that game now. So, but is it possible it's going to be worse than before? <laughs> Yeah, of <laughs> it's always possible. It's entirely sure. possible. <laughs> it could come out and be a big poop. Um, um, I, the reviews on that weren't bad. It, it seemed to have like a whiplash effect, you know, like, or like somebody who yanks the carpet or something. Maybe it gets worse as it gets to the end or whatever. But like when it came out, everybody was like, hey, it's pretty cool. Everybody played it. And then everybody stopped playing it. And then like the shit snowball started. And now everybody likes to make fun of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like it wasn't that bad. Everybody played it, and then they stopped. Yeah, so, it just didn't have a lot of length, didn't have a lot of depth. Yeah. Well, they, I think they planned on it being a live service game, but so everybody... Uh, I guess there were enough complaints. I guess yeah. I sort of sound like I'm contradicting myself, but there are enough complaints for them to not do that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, speaking of No Man's Sky, they are adding an exo-mech to the game, so you can explore the environment in a mech suit. So that's dope. That was, yeah. The trailers I, I definitely have a thing for robots. Probably too much of a thing, but that trailer didn't. didn't <laughs> All right, didn't land there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just sort of lumbering around, and and then the trailer ended. I'm like, All right, cool. I guess. So, but but they haven't fully officially announced that, right? I mean, the, the robot. There's a trailer. Like like like, it, like it's in the trailer, but like there's no official word from. Yeah, the I don't know if there's a date when we're gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I would think. With the trailer, we would have more information. Anyway. I don't know. Um, speaking of... So this was released by Xbox. Oh, oh it, it does say an update. The trailer has been removed, so it was indeed a leak. So, I mean, there wasn't a, it wasn't like an official release. Huh. Weird. It definitely <laughs> got circulated everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job removing a trailer that's already been posted everywhere. Yeah, we will see it. Well, uh, <laughs> um... Xbox had their big Inside Xbox event. Uh, not sorry, not big, but they had their their April Inside Xbox event, which was interesting because uh, they did it all remotely. So everybody was at home on cameras talking about stuff, which was kind of dope. It still worked. Um, I caught the last like twenty minutes of it and was like, this was underwhelming, and then watched the first forty and was like, oh, okay, they do have some cool shit in here. Um, most notable, they talked to an engineer about the infrastructure of the Xbox. And and like, while I don't want to bore everybody with the details, it does seem like they are confident in what they've built and that what they what they've built is going to be uh, top tier. Which like, if Xbox if it felt like Xbox was scrambling, you'd know that PlayStation said something that put them in made them shake in their boots. Mm-hmm. They seemed pretty solid. Um, there was no real like they didn't address anything specifically that PlayStation addressed. They were just like, no, like our we're proud of what we built and it's going to be stronger than anything that we've ever built. So. 
Who knows? Nice. Um, yeah. this is the Journey to the Savage Planet is now on Game Pass, which I always thought was a game that should be on Game Pass. Um, it, felt, and, it felt like it. And uh, the DLC that's coming out for it soon will be free for everybody that gets it on Game Pass, which is dope. Um, the Hotline Miami collection is also on Game Pass now. Those games are f- I never played the second one. The first one was great. I yeah. Love the first one. Yeah, and I've played a lot of those like action, indie action bullet hell you get one hit and you die games recently right. with like Katana yeah. Zero and Blood Roots and Ape Out. Um, so I'm kind of in that mode. Samurai one. Katana Zero. Yeah. Yeah. That game's dope. If no one's played it, it's on PC and Switch. Tech, I think you'd like it. Stylistically and music wise, I think you'd love Katana Zero. That game is a vibe. It's a whole fucking vibe in one. It's it's <laughs> super good. Um, let's see what else. Uh, this will this will get some people's ears burning. Um, <laughs> Tiger King's getting a sequel series. Uh, for those of you who've watched it, Netflix is developing a series that's going to investigate Carol Baskin. So that's hey, a anybody, thing. Uh, anybody listen to the the audiobook? Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> no, was, that was, uh, yeah, that was my response. It came out first. And, oh, is uh, the show not as good as the book? No, I just hear that uh, people who like the show probably need to investigate what they didn't put in it. There's a lot of stuff that they weren't allowed to show. <laughs> well, I have a big problem so. with the uh, the glorification of everyone in it. Because, I mean, you have one person who we all know pretty much murdered someone. Right. Joe Exotic, who's definitely murdered Anna. <laughs> Uh, a lot of animals. You're fine. Um, but everyone's kind of viewing it like he's a hero. And like he's not like a dude who A, murdered animals, B, captured animals, and C, tried to kill, kill someone. Like, yeah. It seems kind of odd that he's just getting this hero treatment right now. I liked how you mentioned that he murdered animals and Christian's dog was like, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's a weird like, like fixation with him. Like he's not a, he's like a fucking horrible person. <laughs> Well, we, I mean, Netflix also had um, the Ted Bundy movie come out, and people thought the same thing. They were like, guys, you're not supposed to fucking like the guy. Um, so yeah, I think there's a weird... It, it's the fucking Jersey Shore effect, right? Like, here's I think a bunch it's a of fascination. Sh- yeah, here's a bunch like, of shit people, and everyone's like, my God, look how shit they are. Yeah. It's not... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it's not as much of, like, glorification as it is just, like, pure and, like, unfiltered interest in like the fact that these kinds of people actually exist but you know sometimes they don't like the jersey shore thing it was you know a lot of it's scripted and right, whatever right. um yeah no it's just like <clears throat> it, it's more of like disbelief that these people are really out there and so people just want to like know more and just like see it all happen is it that people care more about um like i right, say dogs right if i'm killing dogs the world hates you but Texas, just bring it up I, I know i know you've had a lot of conversations about it just no no, no you can I'm it's not, not gonna matter yeah i'm, I'm, I'm more about lions and tigers like the people just don't care about lions and tigers dying like it's because they don't really i guess understand lions and tigers they're not like they don't have like a love thing for them. Well, yeah, like, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't watch that and then look next to you and see your tiger sitting on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> but if you hear that, Mike Tyson. if you hear that Michael Vick is doing dumb shit with dogs mm-hmm. and you look over at your dog, you're like, that guy's an asshole. Despite the fact that like, we, without getting into that whole conversation, dude's done his time, let him off the fucking hook. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I have noticed though that people seem to f- get fascinated with 
the the worst people when they're put on a screen. I mean, we yeah. have, there's shows about yeah. cults and 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 murderers and serial like crime TV is a fucking this a genre. It's a thing. People love it. Right. True crime TV. Sorry, not just like Law and Order, but true crime where you're actually like interviewing people who did terrible shit. Well, I mean, just think about even with Law and Order. Just think about how many cop shows there are. There's like CSI Miami and like <laughs> CSI Los Angeles, yeah, and CSI New yeah, York, and fifty other cities. And people are like fascinated with these things. And it's all about like murders and criminals. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I watch every one of those when they come out. Like, okay. Uh, the only know. ones I've ever really gotten down with were NCI, uh, NCIS because I fucking for some reason just love that show. Get you throw games. The characters are good, man. It, it is right. The I love characters are really good. The NCIS uh, characters are all solid. I'm never gonna go out of my way to watch it, but if Kim's watching it, I I can't read or work while it's on. Yeah, I have to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the characters are really good, which is funny because that show is one of the biggest offenders for uh, all the pseudoscience and like computer <laughs> sure, enhanced sure, bullshit. Sure. Yeah. I watched an episode. Amanda was watching an episode today though that like I made my breakfast and sat down next to her at, at her desk while she's working on one screen and watching that on another and I was mm-hmm. like she looked at me like what are you doing and I was like oh I'm gonna watch the rest of the episode that's been on while I've been cooking <laughs> yeah. and like it was an episode where like they couldn't get a guy because the Russian embassy or he had like connections and he was getting he was gonna get away and they they heavily suggest that Gibbs just went out and fucking assassinated the dude yeah no he's and he's it's like come. man Gibbs is the fucking guy man I mean he is but he's uh, but he's also, also like the they also like fake tortured a guy to get some truth out of him in the yeah. one I just watched. Yeah, so gives us a yeah, loose cannon, just, man, and a button up. Yeah, his moral compass is flawed. Yeah, and that was his actual argument in this episode. Like he he motivated or demotivated one of the agents from doing it by saying, "I've done it," and like. You don't come back from that. And then he just went and did it because, like, <laughs> he's already done <laughs> he's it. He's never come back. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the only really, like shows that I get into like that are NCIS. And then I got super into Law & Order Criminal Intent. But that's because Vincent D'Onofrio was on that show for a minute. And he was fucking incredible. He's fucking incredible. Um, See. Yeah. Kingpin for life. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, Nintendo's also got a spring sale. I meant to I meant to say that, and I forgot. Um so, Tech, you might even find Katana Zero for cheap on Nintendo right now. Yeah, I think, I've, I think I've seen it before and I wanted to play it and just didn't follow yeah. through. Yeah, it was like 15 bucks when I bought it. Uh, I had a buddy at GameStop who brought a Switch to work one day and I played it for like 10 minutes and was like, I need this. And then found that it was on PC, so I didn't have to buy the $300 system just to play it. Um, for Fortnite stands, Deadpool is the thing right now. Why? That trailer's really good, though. Because it's Fortnite, homie. They're gonna have, they're gonna dip their toes in everyone's business. <laughs> Normally, they're really smart with their like crossovers. Yeah, this so little, it seems delayed. out of the blue. So kind of like PUBG, didn't it? Seems like it seems like a PUBG drop. Yeah. Sure, sure. See, I know. I, I th- this is maybe a little off topic, but not entirely. I remember. Do you guys when, remember the Matrix? Well, guess what? <laughs> no, no, not that far off topic. I said a little bit. Remember when uh, Rise of Skywalker came out and like the Emperor's transmission that the movie talks about was played in Fortnite. That's where yeah. it was, yeah. and I realized that probably happened because Epic and the Unreal Engine are what made Mandalorian possible. Sure. 
Yeah. And so they probably were like talking. They were probably like, so so give us something. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. here's a huge plot point for the last movie. Um, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the last bit of news, and we'll move swiftly out of this. We got through a lot of news pretty quickly. Um, the Last of Us Part Two has been delayed indefinitely. Yeah, that's huge. Which that's is weird to me. It is. Like, mm-hmm. The game is already done, and but they just don't want to drop it right now. And I know there's a lot of moving parts, but now would be a good time to drop digital content. And yeah, and it's not supposed to come out until like May 29th. It seems super preemptive to delay a game indefinitely. It's not supposed to come out for 90 days. It's, it's or not 90 days. Right a month and a half. You guys. They said it's almost done. They said it's basically done. That doesn't mean it's bug free. I mean. You know? I would imagine that the, the like creative director, I would imagine the director of the studio wouldn't be like, "It's done. We're just gonna hold on to it." I don't think he would say yeah, that if it was. A, a if reason, it w- guys. There might be a lot of things that we're not thinking about. Uh, for example, like having uh, in-person game testers and like the fact that there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen like face-to-face when developing a game that can't be done right now because of the, all of the shutdowns and. Mm-hmm. The word indefinitely does not mean forever. It just means until they know when. Right. And yeah. so they just want it to be as polished as possible before it's released, probably, in the best way that they can have it done. You know? Yeah. So here's specifically Neil Druckmann's comment um, from the studio. He said, there hasn't been a final decision yet. Right now, we're just reacting to different, you know, it's a different retail chain, whether like we can get the physical copies to people, what the Internet infrastructure there is to support in all countries. He says... You know, this is a worldwide game people in every country are waiting for, and we want to make sure we're fair. If we just get it to a small fraction of people, what does it do for all the people that don't get it? We're right now looking at all sorts of options. What's the best way to get it out to all of our fans as soon as possible? But that's going to take time for us to shift and figure things out and also see where the world is at. So it literally sounds like it's a matter of distribution. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense, too, though. Direct analogy to the comic books right now. Yeah. Like comic uh, creators have literally stopped working. A friend of mine got a, what they what they called a pencil down order. Stop working on your book. So uh, and he he's working on uh, GI Joe right now, and he's just got told to stop working. So a real similar situation. Comic book shops are closed. So if your books can't get shipped, then we're just gonna stop. So you know, GameStop's hanging in the balance. I think Target and a few other uh, people just got told that. If you sell non, you, you can't sell non-essential items anymore. In certain states, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. So yeah, I could see if all physical retail has been halted, and I don't know what percentage of The Last of Us would have come from physical, but I'm sure a healthy chunk, right? Sure. So yeah, and and they have relationships with all these retailers, right? So if you just release digitally and go, well, sorry, sorry guys, maybe you can pick up when when you're open again, then just like the comics industry, you're sort of like you're sort of stabbing these relationships you've had for decades, right? Because nobody's going to buy The Last of Us six months after it's out. They're, everybody's going to beat it and move on. So if they release it digitally, they're sort of shitting on all these physical relationships they've had. So. That's a that's got to be a big portion of it for sure. Sure. I didn't think about that. I wonder how yeah. much actual. Uh, I wonder how much is actually tied up in, in like, deals for distribution, and how much a, a developer is impacted by that, and how much their publisher says we can't release because we have these commitments. Interesting. Just, just just enough, probably. Just enough for them to go. Let's wait. Sure. You know, but. 
um, Final Fantasy is coming out in two days, and there's nothing stopping it. So, uh, so that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> People have been waiting that, for that game for 15 years. So, yeah, that's sort of a counter to the argument, if you ask me. Nothing stopped them. Yeah, but I think that you can also argue that when a lot of these shutdowns happened, most of their development and shipment had had taken place, and now it's just distribution. <clears throat> Hard to say. Yeah, who knows? I don't know, because I don't work there. I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> uh, that's it for news, really. Um, okay. Check out those sales. Check out Call of Duty if you're into that. Watch that Xbox <laughs> Inside Xbox thing. Um, it's pretty dope. Lots of stuff getting added. Um, PlayStation released their Xbox controller. Oh, yeah. Why is that not <laughs> in here? PlayStation uh, showed off the PS5 controller, and it's... It's funny because everyone that I know that complains about the Xbox controller says the PlayStation controller is better because it's not as big and bulky as the Xbox controller. And here comes the PS5, like, hey, we made an Xbox controller. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, I love the way it looks. I like it, but I like Xbox <laughs> yeah, controllers yeah. too, so I'm, I was I was yeah. bound to like it. I was just sort of underwhelmed. I'm like, all right, well, that's a thing. Yeah, I saw it in black, and it looks way better in black than it does, it does. in white. I don't want a white controller. <laughs> trying to think no <laughs> but i love getting all my dirt all over the white you like that your thing? <laughs> i love taking the time to like clean it off too oh yeah, yeah. Gross. he likes when his controllers have a good veneer of use yeah, yeah. <laughs> that way i can show people yeah a nice a look nice, this like, is all my dead skin <laughs> yeah. a nice like cheeto sheen yeah yeah exactly yeah. uh it's charlie <laughs> sheen <laughs> uh, <laughs> gross um so we had uh, a, a question uh what am i trying to say like a survey not a survey even i prompted people in the community to ask us or tell us what they wanted us to talk about and the last month we did um all of the 101 video uh, 101 podcast where we talked about first person shooters and pve games and battle royale games and like our tips for those and what we like about them what we don't like all sorts of those things one of the other things that was asked about was some behind the scenes information about how film and tv works and i was like cool i don't know anybody that i can and then i was like oh wait yes i do i do though your cousin i'm related <laughs> to him even um so i reached out to christian a couple weeks ago and was like hey do you want to be on the podcast and he was like oh yeah and then i didn't say anything for like a week and, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like caleb in all caps win and i was like oh that's right um <laughs> So, Christian, why don't you tell people why you are the guy we have on to talk about this stuff? What have you done? What have you been doing? Um, I'm actually, so I'm not super experienced um, when it comes to what I'm doing now, but I have been in the film industry as a whole for, um, I don't know, it's, it's actually close to, it's getting close to 10 years, um, nine years, somewhere around there. But, um, I can't, due to NDA reasons, say what I'm currently working on, of course, but I have worked on. Spell it? <laughs> <laughs> I have worked on Stranger Things season three mm-hmm. um, and various other TV shows and movies. And you were, you were an extra in uh, Catching Fire? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't consider that experience. Though. Oh, it's experience, homie. None of us have done it. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I have done my fair share of extra work, of course. Yeah. Um, how much? How much time did it take for that for that role? Was that just one solid day, or was it a week, or? For the extra gig, for, yeah, yeah. for yeah. Hunger Games. Yeah. What, was, was, your actually, okay, what so, was your character's name? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, Wada Hoochie uh, Joe. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, no. Uh, so actually, that's a really interesting question because uh, extra work, Thank well, you. just filming in general is a lot more tedious and <laughs> intricate than you think it is. Um, and we filmed literally one scene, which was the Capitol citizens walking to the president's mansion in the very final movie, um, if any of you guys remember that. Yep. And it was three and a half weeks of filming what? for this like one minute section yeah and what? there were over a thousand extras there including myself of course and dude it was hundreds of crew members um it was huge it was a huge project it took place at this uh filming studio called ofs up in north atlanta and it was this whole area it's this whole studio that They've got a major warehouse, but the outside is circled in storage containers that they can move in place in like giant wall fashions. So they had two major uh, sets set up. One was the area in which all of the capital citizens get blown up. And then the other section was like the big street that leads to the mansion. And yeah, we filmed for three and a half weeks, uh, had our call time to be there at like three in the morning, um, left around four o'clock in the afternoon every day for, yeah, like I said, three and a half weeks. Damn. Is that like a contract gig? Do they pay you when it's over? Is it hourly? Like what, how does that work? It is. Well, it's, yeah, it's a rate kind of thing. But if you go over, then they adjust the rate. So uh, hmm. a lot of extra stuff, well, at least back then, it, I think it's gone up since then. Um, back then, it was like $64 for eight hours of work. And if you go over, then they just pay you based off of like that split hourly rate. So if you sure. go into like nine hours, it would be an extra $8 or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah. It was. Right. It's not good pay at all. If you, if you're doing it, it's because either you like it for some unknown reason, or um, you just want the experience and to have a little bit of fun, uh, do something you haven't done before. Yeah, so. yeah, sure. Yeah, like I lived with a guy in L.A. and there's a when um, I think it was in the first Die Hard where something explodes and you, there's a, like a a crowd reaction shot with with. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, the cop in front, you know, the, the lead, the guy, the guy he's, he's talking to his friend, the, he becomes his friend, right? The cop, the black guy, I don't remember his character's name, but, uh, but then there's like a whole bunch of cops behind him. So when everything explodes, everybody goes like this, whatever. So I knew a guy that's like right there, like I lived with him for a little <laughs> hey, bit. Hey, the guy. It's and, always uh, cool seeing like your friend's faces on the movies. and Yeah. And he's got like 75 credits for like extras and stuff like that. So yeah. That's just kind of his thing. So... Is it labor intensive work or is it just like walk, stop? We're gonna. If it is labor intensive, they will pay you more. That's for sure. Sure. Um, so they it, have, it, for example, uh, there there are certain, and this is gonna sound absurd, but there are certain requirements. Like they'll, you know, in these casting calls looking for extras, they'll say, you know, need uh, people that look like this, this, and this, and then they'll also have other sections that will say. Um, people that are willing to get wet or whatever. Um, (laughs) And that'll be instead of $64 for eight hours, that'll be like $150 for eight hours. 
and it's really weird stuff like that um and uh willing to have fake blood on your face 150 for eight hours stuff like that it's really really strange yeah the episode of always sunny where where everybody tries to go be an extra in a movie and they end up just being like a bloodied up zombie face down in a pile of people (laughs) (laughs) d keeps trying to do zombie shit and they're like no you're just dead bodies (laughs) (laughs) oh 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 um one extra gig that you guys will find extremely interesting especially the pay uh elizabeth uh you know elizabeth Mm -hmm. sandlin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um she she worked on this tv show last year i don't think it's come out yet but i think they've already released the name if not sorry uh but it's we have so many viewers it's not (laughs) it's called p valley um short for pussy valley it's about the strip club, um, you know, the the inner workings of it and the, the drama and whatever. It's a stars TV show. They paid extras uh, willing to be topless. I think it was a thousand dollars a day. Nice. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. Is that for guys, too? <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody laughing? Because that question was stupid. <laughs> Move to Atlanta for a thousand dollars a day. Yeah. Show off your titties. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. There's something to look at. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so uh, I don't know if anybody has like specific questions about film, but I don't want to like just grill you the whole time. Um, but I'm going to right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't you, mind. That's, yeah. <laughs> you built sets for Stranger Things. That's kind of fucking mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. And, and you had a. You had a pseudonym, or not a pseudonym, but a nickname in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crispy Boy. Yeah, right. what's that? Where's that come from? <laughs> it's actually... Did you, like, uh, something... overcook something in a toaster one day and no. they called you Crispy Boy? or what? It's what actually it? really stupid. Um, no, it actually I don't comes believe from it. When I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it comes from when I worked at Disney World. Um, it kind of became a thing, when I, and I don't exactly remember how it started, but... Uh, you know, there's this system when you work at Disney World that has everybody's names in it. And uh, this one day I had like people just started calling me Crispy around there because the first half of my first name, Chris, and then first initial, my last name, P. So it kind of like it formulated into Crispy um, and eventually became Crispy Boy. And I <laughs> changed my name and the like the Disney World system so that anytime someone saw my name in the system, it would be Crispy Boy. <laughs> and then uh, that kind of transferred over to the film world when I started working film. I just like people, you know, started asking about nicknames. I was like, yeah, some people call me Crispy, whatever. And people started calling me Crispy in there as well. It's <laughs> not really anything to do with anything. It just happened that way. And then it got in the credits. So sure, sure. Um, so set building is something that's I uh possibly one of the most underpraised things that happens in film and TV um, mm-hmm. because everything you look at has some kind of set design to it unless it's I guess an open field shot I, I bet most people's first real exposure to it was probably those Lord of the Rings the 12 hours of Lord of the Rings extras remember the, the oh like the, the extended the edition box set yeah sure and it had like two discs per movie about how they made it and it, and then was it the production team coined the, the phrase uh, bigature which is not a great name it's a but small, it's a, it's a, it's a it's giant a, miniature yeah um uh, <laughs> bigature is not a great name <laughs> it's not great uh, but it stuck with me 
But between that and Star Wars, those are the first two things that come to my mind as far as like set design. But yeah. So what is that job like? Is it literally like today we're building these three walls? Yeah. Um, I guess just take a step back really quickly. You know, um, everything has this long ladder of people. Sure. Um, of course, you have the people at the very, very top who, you know, gather the people they can trust to basically make the show happen. And then, um, you know, a couple steps down, you eventually have like the art director and um, the set designer and the set decorator and everything. And then they have people that they hire under them. And it all eventually goes down to where you have certain people that run it. Those people tell other people what to do. Then those people tell what other people to do. I'm pretty close to the bottom of the ladder where I'm literally just building stuff or helping move stuff around. Um, you know, really just there with my hands. So, uh, every set usually has a foreman and yeah, it's kind of like you get an idea of what you're working on, um, the very first day and you work on that set typically for the rest of the time until it's done. Once you're done with that set, then you might get transferred over to another set um, if you're not like picked up on another TV show or a movie or something like that. Hmm. Um, so I guess that happened in the middle of a show, just like we're done with you here, go work on something else. Yeah. It's actually, that is like the norm in the film industry is that you finish a set. Um, let's say it took you two months to build it and you know, you've been working around these people for two months or whatever. And they might just say, okay, set's done. Bye. And then most of the time people know this is going to happen. So they already have something lined up for the day after that they, they get, you know, laid off. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they just go start working on something else. I was lucky enough to stay on the entirety of season three and oh. for the entirety of like most of the things I've done really. Uh, but yeah, you no, think that has anything to do with your relationship on the set. Absolutely. Everything is about the people, you know, yeah, sure. Even if you're good, if you're bad, it's about the people you know. And you you hear that a lot when people talk about film and really a lot of those kind of like artistic industries. Mm -hmm. um, I guess a lot of business industries too. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, everything. <laughs> it's the reason anybody gets a job, like extreme nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's encouraging. If you don't yeah. know anybody and you're trying to get into it, start fucking rubbing shoulders. Yeah. yeah. That's kind and of... That's why we go to San Diego. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of been our goal at Comic-Con to rub shoulders yep. with people. And it's starting to work, except we can't yep. go this year. Um, so to open it to other people in the, ch in the chat... <laughs> We could go. <laughs> no one Hello? else would. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Uh, I, do, uh, I have a question. Uh, um, well, okay. Open up your thing to the chat and then I'll ask. Oh, I was just going to say, like, set design is really important to building, like, the mood of a movie. And I was going to ask you guys, Ryan, Tech, Ben, everybody, um, what movie stands out to you as, like, the first time you noticed, like, oh, shit, this feels real. Because I know for a lot of people, Star Wars was kind of that thing. Uh, maybe not, like, for a lot of people, but Star Wars is generally looked at as one of the first, like, big sci-fi things that made a world that felt lived in. And that was a huge praise to the people that built the sets and the, the creative direction behind that. Um, do you guys have any movies you've seen or shows you've watched where you're just like, damn, I forgot that this is a movie. Um, I'd like to I'd like to bookend that with a sub question. Okay, subsection A. What's the first movie you watched that felt fake? <laughs> You're like, oh sure, I can tell none of this is real. Sure, yeah. Um, I know Ryan and I probably could share stories about The Office because <laughs> yeah, that's actually filmed in an off not in an office that was built yeah. out, and they got to like decorate their desks and. 
have people from Scranton send them shit so that it looked authentic. And I never. Yeah, the, those the, the first season was actually filmed in an office building, and then the rest of the seasons were a rebuilt office, yeah. off, like in, in a set somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and the writers' room is one of those doors in the back of the office that never opens. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. people would like come out of the writers' room and be like fix these things and then go back and they'd reshoot um, which is not how film normally works <laughs> right uh, I would say the jump from Matrix 1 to 2 and definitely to 3 I knew that uh, you know especially when they went underground I'm like this this is probably mostly blue <laughs> oh you know, interesting they obviously didn't they obviously didn't build a giant underground cavern but um, they didn't Probably not. I don't know for sure. But um, in the, the Star Wars prequels, even back then, I knew, like, well, this is very shiny. <laughs> sure. This is very polished. There's not a speck of dirt anywhere. So That's the yeah. prequel. It's not dirty yet. It's earlier. Yeah. It's before they stop dusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, uh, the, the, the uh, sets design that I've kind of first noticed was in 1989 was uh, the first Batman. It's because I grew up on, in New Jersey and New York, and I knew that it was kind of modeled after New York, and it looked nothing like it. Like, he created his own Gotham. <laughs> but I thought that was super dope. Yeah, yeah for sure. And now, the worst would probably be the old Star Trek with um, William Shatner. Sometimes, if you look close enough, you might be able to see a string holding the their enterprise. <laughs> sure, sure. Holding, up the, holding up the walls. <laughs> wow. The, the Batman thing is actually interesting because, like, Goth- every director's Gotham is different and it's it's almost as uh, essential as every actor's Batman like it's not talked about as much right we have the whole dialogue of like Keaton was a good Bruce Wayne and an alright Batman and Val Kilmer was a great Batman and a terrible Bruce Wayne and George Clooney was a fucking mistake um, <laughs> but like Gotham's also a big thing and like the Nolan trilogy was really big on mixing like New York and Pittsburgh I think New York, Pittsburgh and Chicago it was mostly Chicago but it was mostly Chicago and like if you watch Dark Knight where like that, like, that whole chase with the Joker happens where they're going to like streets up Above and below, like I've been down that street in Chicago, and yeah. I'm like, oh shit. We were there, yeah. We were last there for the McElroy show. Yeah, and we had to circle around the block to get to the theater, and we're like, oh, this is where, this is where Joker yeah. shot a bazooka out of a semi truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty fucking wild. It doesn't happen much in good old St. Louis. No, it doesn't at all. It was fun living in LA for a season, driving, you know, seeing all the things that you see all the time. I think that's the only time anybody ever says it was fun to live in L.A. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> I know that's from L.A. is they're like, it's, it's, it's a lot. But I guess it's that's the handle, jaded mentality you get after, if you, after living there for a long time. Uh, Christian, what's your favorite and least favorite set design <laughs> in that film? Um, dude, I... I, this might be a bad answer, but I, I all my life have gotten so immersed in like every single movie, even if it's a bad one, that it just everything feels real. And it's sure. But if I think if I have to like think back and like really, truly think about it, um, I think one of the ones that's impressed me the most is Book of Eli. Um, I was so obsessed with Book of Eli and the world that was created in there, which I know it's it can be just attributed to like any post-apocalyptic world, but it felt this might not be the right word, but like denser than most post post-apocalyptic worlds. Yeah. It felt like there was this had been going on for so long and there was so much 
there in the depths of everyone's emotions and how they interact with each other and how this is just how the world has been that that affects the set and that affects what we see on screen and same with like i really love handmaid's tale for almost that same reason um Mm. and that that might be another weird answer too because that is like a lot shorter between times of like something going terribly wrong and the world changing around it because everything still looks like modern day America. Sure. In Handmaid's Tale, but I think that's why it's so good. It like I cannot. It still looks a yeah. little different for some reason. No, it does. Exactly. I started watching Handmaid's Tale like a week ago, and I'm in season two, like near the end of season two. So I've been binging it. Yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Like it actually like it feels like a different world, but the same world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Oh, in the same vein, um, Men in the High Castles also also feels like that when you're like on the Nazi occupied eastern seaboard or the the um, Japanese occupied western seaboard and how like those cultures are like mixed in. Yeah. I haven't seen more than the first season, but in the first season, every time it, I it gave me a, a tableau of like, this is what New York would look like if it was run by Germany. I was always <laughs> like, damn, okay. What was the uh, what was that Clive Owen movie where uh, people stopped having kids? Oh shit, Children of Men. Yeah, they actually shut down most like a huge chunk of London to film that uh, coffee shop scene. The opening sequence was the oh the the, the, right the bombing him. yeah yeah um, but that whole thing felt like dirty and post-war but there's like weird self-driving cars and LCD screens and like this was before LCD was everywhere so like there was still like this is the future but it still looked like this is not a good future yeah it looked very but dirty it felt very practical yeah, yeah speaking specifically to that my favorite set design I guess in recent times uh, I guess no overall it, it would be like the Blade Runner movies oh yeah oh because, god right fuck yes. dude they're so good um, yeah. and just to like point a specific point to a specific the opening of 2049 on that grub farm that yeah. Dave Bautista is living in mm-hmm. and how like how lived in his apartment feels like uh, K comes in is it K it's K yeah. right Kay walks in and like food's cooking and Dave Bautista just like walks out of the bathroom washing his wiping his hands and just like goes about making his food and like cleaning and like when he takes his glasses off he has a place he puts them like it just feels like it, that's his home like oh yeah. it's so good yeah it's so good uh, and every set after like New uh, not New York um, Las Vegas wonder how much of that movie was practical yeah, yeah, actually, I don't know. The scenes of that, yeah. I do know that my, that uh, Harrison Ford actually punched Ryan Gosling. Yeah. One of the one of in the scene with real. the strobing lights <laughs> in Las Vegas, he <laughs> actually hits him <laughs> because the lights were strobing, and he didn't know where to pull his punch, so he went dark. Um, worst set design? I can't. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a movie that just felt ugh. I uh, I always have a problem with these uh, worst conversations, like worst movies ever. I always just be like, I don't know. I can tell you the ones I love the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really hard to think of the worst ones. Why'd you ask uh, the question then? Yeah, uh, no. This is your <laughs> question. Was, no, my question was, when was the first time you noticed uh, that this was all blue screen? 
Oh, all blue was... screen. Oh, you said the fakest. Not, My brain yeah. went from fakest to like the worst well, built. But you were saying when did Queen? That was just an example. I'm sure. Yeah, but, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, no, yeah, when is the, when is yeah like when is the first time you realize that oh they didn't put anything together? <laughs> well, there's a couple scenes in the office where you can tell people aren't where they are talking. Sure. Like there's a couple of scenes in the landfill where it's like oh they're not a landfill. The enti- yeah, the entire yeah, landfill. It's definitely is like not. Twenty five feet of garbage and then. Green screen, yeah. And then when Erin's in Florida doing her talking head, she's absolutely not in that front yard anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think green screen, blue screen is definitely the easiest to like kind of pick out of like poorly put together stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Always. And then Mandalorian rolls along and goes, but what if it's not a green screen anymore? And uh, as I a thought that... Question, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Dude. Oh, I yeah, that's a good-ass question. conflicted, but it is incredible. Do you know about this, Christian? What, the blue screen stuff? Or? No, the stuff that Mandalorian did. Uh, not entirely. I've only seen the first two episodes. Oh, okay. So Mandalorian used uh, used green screens for, like, very, very few things. Like, a couple dozen things. The rest of it, they built out a huge room with 25-foot-tall LED screens. Oh, yeah. All yeah. the way around them. And, yeah. and then over the top of them and then used uh, the Epic Games Unreal Engine to build mm-hmm. out the world and then just used like Photoshop to, to like make some of the like delineation between like the dirt they laid on the ground and the seam in the uh, yeah, wall yeah. to make that disappear. No, that's that's really, really impressive. And there there's a lot of stuff that definitely uses that on a much smaller scale that I've seen but no yeah that's something like that but like building an, a massive like warehouse with those LED screens it's very impressive I did hear about that yeah. so but do you feel conflicted at all about that like is that is it does no, it feel like it's works, gonna works. sure okay okay because when it comes down to it and you know a lot of people get mad there's like oh it's all CG or whatever or some people are super impressed it's like it's all CG um, <laughs> right. either way uh, it just comes down to like showing what you're trying to show and um, if if it ends up working that's that's what you're trying to accomplish uh, somebody who's making a film just wants to portray this story in however way they can get it portrayed sure so as long as they accomplish that and accomplish it well I think sure. it shouldn't matter Right, but for for job wise with you though, as in like, eventually are these That's are they going to just have? Are no, they just going to have never. a warehouse that 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 is already pre set up that they're like, just come on in and use this space for your movie, and there's well, no I reason to build. Oh, the uh, everything in the foreground was physical. Well, well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. But that's still creates, that's still a fraction of the workforce being used. It creates yeah. different jobs. Um, obviously there are people that are going to know those like led screens super well, and that's their job. I don't think like construction or anything would ever be phased out in any way because like there's so much stuff that still has to be physical. Um, so if that's your question, I I don't think there's ever going to be like a phasing out of any certain department and film that currently exists. Okay. There's always the diehards, the, the people like the guy who directed parasite still, um, uh, that was obviously all practical because um, because that movie afforded it. But like he gives a nod to Scorsese, like I do everything I do because of Scorsese, right? And then Christopher Nolan still uses traditional film, right? Whatever the millimeter is called, seventy you know, millimeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what's the? There's a material too, right? It's, it's not. 
uh, celluloid or something like that. But cellulose. Yeah. Um, Cellulitis. Yeah. Um, But so there's the diehards, right? So things like that. Yeah. Or why film's still around? Because there are directors to be like, no, I, okay, I see your giant ass VR IMAX camera. I'm cool with this. I'm yeah. cool with film. Yeah. yeah. Um, ironically, Christian, not Christian, Christopher Nolan used IMAX cameras for Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. So mm. he still used film, yes. though. Um, yeah. The uh, I just realized that one of my favorite movies for its set design is fucking any well favorite director like the creative team is uh, Neil Blomkamp's movies because those yeah. movies are all fucking what a mixture of what a mixture of traditional C- and, and CG huh yeah his CG is some of the most lived in look at, like I don't think I've ever looked at something in this in his movies that's CG and been like that's fake. Most of the time, it's like, ah, yeah. Except for that giant walking robot that walked around and murdered everybody. That was... See, I don't remember remember Chappie as much. (laughs) That wasn't Chappie. Oh, you're talking about the end of District 9? District 9, yeah. I I don't remember Chappie killing a bunch of people. There is a giant robot in Chappie, though. The moose, the thing that Hugh Jackman loves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That thing felt more real, though. Um... Was Chap- Chappie wasn't practical, was he? No. No. Of course not. Um, he might have been C-3PO. It might have been a guy with a green screen walking a robot suit in some cases, but most of it's... most of it's. I think I remember watching a behind-the-scenes video of Chappie, actually, like, back when it came out, and I think um, there was a thing with, like, a stick that was held, and, like... <laughs> yeah. He was basically a stick, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So um, still, there like, a, there's full scenes where people are interacting with a fucking tennis ball at the end of a stick, <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. Well, and then later you see it in post. And, and there were there were times in that movie I had to remind myself, like, Chappie's not fucking there. Yeah, like that's not yeah. real. I'm trying to think of a movie I saw recently where they somebody on set was really tall, so they put the actor who played the really tall thing on the set in a green suit, but then put a stick and a ball on top of his head. Oh, it's uh, Josh Brolin playing Thanos. Yeah, told actors to t- look at the ball. Yeah, yeah. there's Josh Brolin playing Thanos because Thanos is like nine feet tall. Yeah. There was a question, though, in the chat that I just saw. I don't know how long ago it was asked that says, has his job gotten harder with the growth of sharper cameras like 4K and 8K? Um, I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that right now. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, well, first no, of all, you brought I it up. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> sorry. Ignore it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry, we can't answer that. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I have only been building sets um, as long as 4K cameras have existed. Um, So I can't answer like what it was like before that. But I do know that it's it's strangely specific in construction in like the film industry. Like, you know, normal construction, building houses and stuff, you know, people want to get the measurements down to um, whatever ends up fitting. And if it fits, I mean, you know, everybody wants to be as close as possible. But in film. Everybody is so oddly tight about how the measurement is and how perfect it has to be. And I don't know exactly why that is other than the fact that, like, well, it's going to be on camera. But at the same time, the camera is not going to be right up to uh, two wooden seams right there next to each other. I don't know. It's as far as I know, it's always been very, very perfect. Perfection. Super granular. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. 
I think that would make more of an impact on shows like Stranger Things, where it is like a facsimile of a time that's past. Like, yeah. I, I imagine period pieces are also way more specific, right? Oh, thanks for the follow, phone newbie. Um, the uh, like, if you film a Jane Eyre. Or a Jane Austen, not Jane Eyre, sorry, a Jane Austen uh, book, and it's set in the period that it's supposed to be set in. Like, I would imagine that set design's far more meticulous than, like, uh, that. What's that uh, Al Pacino heist movie that just takes place in the streets of New York, right? Like, that's probably easier to put together than 1800s London. Yeah, or. Yeah, or, or anything Guillermo del Toro has made. <laughs> sure, sure. Ben, what's Which that movie I'm... called? That's that movie with the the guy that directed that. It's the guy that directed Collateral, and doesn't doesn't uh, record gun sounds outside of. Oh, the... Michael Mann. Michael Mann, yeah, yeah. Because that gunfight in the streets of New York sounds like a gunfight in the streets of New York. Yeah, I think it was L.A., but yeah, I think. Sure, I can't recall, but anyway, in yeah. a city. Yeah, Michael Mann's uh, uh, sound design I guess you could say it yeah. kind of stands out for sure yeah 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 is that heat yeah heat heat yeah yes if you guys uh, haven't seen Collateral or Heat y'all should watch them yeah for sure Christian what was your favorite set that you got to work on in, in season, three. season 3 Starcourt yeah. Mall by far Starcourt yes. Mall was so amazing that was another like two and a half month thing sure um, do you have any like specific questions about that set uh, yeah. Have you watched? Season how three? how in yeah. depth is that? Is it you obviously didn't build a mall for the show, but was it like an abandoned right. mall you decorated? Yeah, so it was at this mall, uh, which is it's totally okay to say this information now, especially since it's been leaked everywhere else. Um, <laughs> it was at the Gwinnett Place Mall in North Atlanta, and it was an already failing mall. Like over fifty percent of the stores were abandoned, had nothing in it. There was there was still like surprising amount of stores that were up in operation, um, but the specific area we used was the food court. It was a two-story food court, completely abandoned because of flooding. Um, it was like half a year before something like that. Hmm. So everything was abandoned in there. No food restaurants were open. Everything had been taken out and gutted. Um, and so we had, or Netflix had, you know, secured the entire like two floor section of that part of the mall. And we had it for like over a year. But uh, like I said, it only took two and a half months to actually build it. And first we went out or we went into each and every store and completely tore everything out. Um, and then store by store, we, you know, like we put in a gap, we put in uh, a radio shack, we put in uh, Burger King, yeah. Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy was really cool because obviously that was all, you know, up to the imagination of the people who were designing it and building it. And that was really, really cool um, because not only did we build a lot of stuff on site, uh, a lot of it was built at the main like mill shop that was at the studio and it was shipped to the mall. Okay. So we placed in like the, I don't know if you guys remember seeing uh, the big boat kind of out front. Well, that was something that was built in the mill and then shipped and then we placed it in. But, you know, the entire interior was built there and it took like, you know, like a week to tile scoops of hoy alone and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was just a really, really cool experience because you'd wake up, you'd 
go, you'd start your job, your day at the mall, and then you'd end at the mall. So, you know, you could go get like ice cream after work or whatever, and um, then just head home. And it was just really, really cool. Yeah, it's dope. And when that, when that's with the, the first time they go into the mall in the show, like, it's indistinguishable. Like, it, it just feels like a real living, there's tons of fucking people, people yeah. hanging out. Like, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. So you like doing that over all the weird upside down goopy stuff? I well, so they didn't have any of that in season three. Well, I mean, they had a little bit of it, yeah. but that's most of that is like set decoration. I'm pretty sure and special effects. So that doesn't actually have much to do with construction itself. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I've been conflating the two. So set decoration. What define those two? Okay. Yeah. So construction. Obviously, like building, like framing, drywall, painting, um, all of that kind of right, stuff. Right, right. Um, set decoration actually puts in things that make it feel like it's the place that it is. Like uh, if there's a candle store, they put in all the candles and they put in, um, I don't know, uh, the, the registers and everything that you would see that you would be like, okay, that is a candle store. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. And then special effects, of course, is different from construction and set decoration. Uh, you know, it's all the stuff that's going to be practical on set. So, if, like for example, uh, in season three, when Billy gets thrown through the brick wall in the bathroom at the pool, mm-hmm. that was the whole wall was constructed by construction. But then special effects comes in, puts in their own like you know foam bricks right in the middle, and so that can be blown out whenever he goes through it. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So everybody kind of works together, so not but just in bricks. separate departments. Let me write yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't survive getting through. I'm so I was so confused initially. Right. Man, uh, I just finished like two more episodes of Witcher, and like. The fucking sets on that show are incredible. Because obviously, like, there aren't... I mean, I say obviously, maybe I'm wrong, because it's filmed mostly in Europe. But, like, in my brain, there's, I'm like, there's not... There's obviously not, like, huge towns built of wood and taverns and all this stuff that looks like it existed in, like, a medieval era. But, like, not, nothing about that show is like, no, this is, this is fake. Uh, none of it feels green screen. None of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah uh, I'm curious. Oh, now I need to know. Yeah. Like Blaviken, the first town in that show is, it feels real. And I'm, I, I'm curious, did they build a whole fucking town <laughs> or, or did they find some place in the European countryside that was just that? And they just filmed there. <sighs> I can answer that question. Oh, okay. Go. <laughs> okay. It, it could have been either. Uh, no. <laughs> there was a movie that no yeah there's a series of movies that I I don't think I can name yet because I don't think they've released the information um but it was this movie that was worked on last summer um a series by R.L. Stein and it uh-huh. they they had to build this entire village that looked like it was from the 1600s hmm. in like the middle of this field and there was originally nothing in this field but they built like I think it was something like 18 like wooden homes just in this like field it took them a couple months to do that but yeah i mean sometimes they go to those lengths to do that kind of thing sure sure that's nuts yeah i mean not to not to circle back but uh lord of the rings built a lot of stuff like that whole town well they built the shire and then they built the whole hilltop town even though a lot of it was a facade yeah i mean the moisture farm from star wars is still in not tunisia tunisia i was gonna say taz tanzia 
Yeah. Tasmania. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Tunisia. Zanzibar. Um, stop it. Uh, fucking Ewan McGregor went to, went there on the the long way down the the show of him and his buddy riding motorcycles. They go from like the top yeah. of England down to the bottom of Africa they stop in Tunisia and he goes and hangs out on the set and stands next to a poster of him as Obi-Wan and no one fucking recognized him <laughs> like how, how how do you do that oh man um I don't know like what what do you guys have any other questions or other movie shit that you've learned recently that fucking blows your brains uh no how, how often do you interact I guess with like people on, on your level interact with like the actors. Do you see them at all like walking around set being shown like this the like the stages that are that are being built or Yeah, absolutely. Uh not as often as like basically, you know, hair and makeup would like be around well, them, I guess, right. and stuff like that. But sure. um yeah, no. Uh I've worked in now construction and set decoration and ah, both okay. times I have been around the cast a fair amount uh but it's it's more so like you know you may have to go in and be working on a set that's nearby where they're filming or um you know being in the studio lots you have several stages that you would be working on so they may be filming in stage five and uh, we're building in stage six that day and so you might be walking across the parking lot when they're going to their stage and vice versa or going to the uh catering during lunch and they're just getting food next to you and stuff like that like everybody's around each other even if you're not necessarily interacting Mm -hmm. Um, so but it's nothing like you know they're not going to be the actors aren't going to be like oh well how did you build this like (laughs) they don't don't do that kind of thing (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so (laughs) didn't you what did you do with walking dead stuff was that just uh, extra stuff that you did for for that i've never done anything with the walking dead weren't were were you just around it it does film in georgia yeah uh i've been nearby like certain locations that they filmed but i've never had any personal interaction with it uh, I, I feel like i had a story of somebody who like was working at a theater when uh glenn and daryl or daryl might be one of our uh oh dude that's that's totally probably gonna be one of our la friends one of my close friends was on season two of walking dead and now he's i don't know if you guys are familiar with sugar pine seven like the youtube series or the youtube no. channel or um uh even shameless or uh, the new blair witch that came out a couple of years ago yeah nope. I'm shameless for sure okay um well his name is james allen mccune and he was the main guy who was looking for his sister in like the new blair witch and he's done a lot of stuff he's oh, out in yeah. la but he was on the walking dead so Dumb. that may be something Right. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I, I don't know where I got that story, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, so, what... We, we, we all watch a lot of fucking movies, um, and we all want to talk about them more but we don't and right now movies are kind of gone <laughs> for the time being AMC may never come back Ben said earlier this week yeah which is fucking bananas to I me I mean that's just that, that means just somebody else who's got money is gonna scoop up a fully furnished yeah Alamo Drafthouse is just gonna go fucking right. bigger Warenberg or Marcus Theaters or whatever right sure yep um so uh what I, my question I lost my question thinking about the fact that AMC's might, might, not, go, might not come back um, 
I don't know. Oh, fuck. Uh, we all saw Avengers clips, like, recirculate the internet this week, didn't we? Why was why did that pop back up? I don't some know. Kind of year anniversary or something? So, the, this, uh, some guy shared um, scenes from the movie with crowd reactions from the premiere. Yeah. Like, that audio was overlaid on it, and when he shared it, they just kind of... Yeah, to caught. Um, how many people cried just watching that shit? Like, completely <laughs> out of context. Like rewatching it like this week? Yeah. No, I didn't cry. <laughs> okay. I, all, all my tears have already been shed for India. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cried for more. Yeah, I definitely cried when it came out. Cried like the first three times I seen it, but after that, I kind of. I remember. Uh, I strengthened up. Think. I think I don't know if it was a trailer for Infinity War or Endgame, but I remember. Uh, tech showing it they're telling me it was out when he got to the gym and i was on the treadmill not crying but trying not to <laughs> yeah sure that being one of the more awkward moments to uh be emotionally <laughs> Just, reacting to a trailer fuck you dude <laughs> yeah uh, anytime um, Tom Holland is crying, I'm a bi- I just fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like Tom. I just want to hold you, dude. It's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the, the best movie <laughs> last year is on Hulu now. Uh, Parasite just came to Hulu today. Parasite's on Hulu. I I I flip. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, it is. That's nuts. I flipped through Hulu because my mom was like, is Walking Dead on there? And I was like, no, but I'll prove it. And I uh, went to Fear Fear the Walking Dead is, but the OG show is not. Um, AMC does not like streaming services, I don't think. Well, Fear the the Walking Dead's been on since episode one. Yeah, and Walking Dead on Netflix. But how recent? Like, what's the most recent episode? Whatever the season before. So they yeah, like- it's like a nine month delay or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like because Hulu prides themselves on getting shows that are new, like you know, like the ABC shows and stuff like that. But that's never been AMC. AMC maybe maybe Fear is, but like over the years. I mean, they definitely want you to watch it on their channel, and like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Except for Fear of the Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead, I think, is current. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. Yeah, since the first since the first episode, it's been a. It'll air tonight and be on Hulu afterwards. Which yeah. I don't know why, but apparently that show is actually okay. But I I Walking Dead it out after season three. Three? Wow. I don't yeah. Know how long same. that lasted? I didn't even I didn't even watch the governor get killed. Like I knew he was gonna get killed, but like I. It was still yeah. good back then. Like I I quit yeah, for sure. I quit almost. They drag they drug Negan too long. So yeah, that's what I heard. Like, the, the after the first season of Negan, I kind of phased out. No, I I never saw the end of Negan. They were in this this sort of uh, uh hmm. I think they were in this compound. They felt like it was safe. Then they found out they were eating people. And then Daryl was locked in like a train container, a container car. That's Terminus, right? Terminus. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. Just oh, and then uh, there was some hilltop radio station that they just went in and killed everybody. And then and then uh, so it it that felt like torture porn. It just felt like it just felt like we're like, gonna make like you as Saw miserable movies? as possible. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Actually, it did. It felt like a Saw movie. It just felt like this is everybody's fucked. Everybody's unhappy. Everybody's miserable, and nothing's getting better. It was such a long run of nothing's getting better. That's kind of the like, point. I'm Walking Dead. I guess, but they always sprinkled in some hope. Like they kept me for eight seasons somehow. Yeah, I obviously didn't feel that before, but for whatever season I landed on, I was like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Hey, I got a question for y'all. 
Oh, someone was about to say something. Go ahead and say that, because this is a complete subject change. I think I think Ben was still in the middle of talking about it. No, I, <laughs> I think I had a word about to come out, but I stopped it, but not because of any reason, so go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Ryan's sorry. like, I think you fucked it up, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that was you. <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your favorite and least favorite monster design in movies like are you are you oh does does a does a practical monster like instantly get you out of it because you can tell it's a puppet or is that still somewhat useful or, or like uh impactful to you or do you are you all in on digital because like speaking of stranger things like the mind flare in season three is almost 100% fake uh, at least in its external appearance there's probably some things that are used for physical reference while you're on the sh- on the scene but I just watched the episode of Witcher where he fights the Striga and like so when good. the Striga was there were parts of it where I was like man this looks dumb and then there were other parts where I was like man this is fucking dope and I it's hard for me to distinguish why and when those things happen like when the Striga roars in his face and it's like oh it's a puppet I was like ah okay but then like when it's crawling on the walls and jumping at him I'm like fuck yeah let's go like it's weird I think I've always thought about this I don't I can't back it up with anything but I do feel like when something crazy happens on the screen and it looks fake I think that's your brain going, well, that's not real because that can't happen. So that's going to look fake. Like if somebody was in the, in the street in front of you and they literally jumped over a house, how real would that look? Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, but it, it so, would be real. So I'd be like, yeah, what? but how would it look? Your brain would go, that looked fake. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm not saying so that specifically. So like, I'm saying I'm like. I'm just wondering how difficult it is for them to implement something that is fake to look real when your brain's going to go, that's not real because. See, but I'm know, not even. Wait, yeah. The good thing is, if it, I mean, if they do it correctly, your brain's not going to do that. We just, we just talked about in game. That's mm-hmm. no one can do that. Like, this is, that's not a thing. Yeah. So, but we still enjoy it. We still cried yeah. at it. You know, like, we're crying at the scene that for sure, a flying hammer goes into Chris Evans' hand. You know, like it was done well. It was yeah. Done well. Yeah. yeah. It was done and- well notice it yeah and my question more specifically isn't like when is something so outlandish you don't believe it it's like does practical effects work for you or does cg effects work for you when it comes to creatures and monsters and live things that are supposed to be living because we've talked a lot about like the built sets and whether they're green screen or physical uh and i think we all have like stories we can share about that but like when did you see a monster on screen that was a physical prop suit and you went yep that works or you went nah that's fake because like that i've got experiences of both like the the weird tentacle monster in rogue one was fucking yeah. weird and worked yeah, for me and it was it was physical though but it worked because it, it was such a that was th- practical most of it yeah hmm. uh, uh and then I like the first time being jarred by it was uh, men in black Everything in Men in Black was... If it was an alien, it was probably CG. Like, when the squid gave birth in the car, and they pushed yeah. the and, like, sure. flung him around. Yeah. And then the big bug at the end and all that stuff. And the CG in that was pretty crude. Uh, there was a... There were parts of, of um, the roach at the end that were real. 
And when it did happen, I was always like, what the fuck is that? Like, he steps on a thing, and it was like, that's not what a foot looks like. And it it moved past it quickly, so I didn't really, you know, linger. But, like... Jurassic Park is classic for mixing, you know, throwing an animatronic face right right in the camera, and then panning out and it being completely computer generated right see I think I'm in the I'm in the group of people the unpopular opinion that like the new movies where the dinosaurs are mostly CG that's that's more my shit the watching the old movies and seeing a dinosaur's eyes like because it's not real I'm like eh, it's fucking dumb like the T-Rex um, knocking the car around isn't a huge deal to me because I live in an age where like you could do that with digital graphics and make it look real enough that. Well, that was. Well, the car was practical, and then. When the, when his head when his head's up next to the car, looking at them. Oh yeah. I was like, it's just a dumb puppet. Like it's that's a big dumb head. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, I can tell you one of my favorites as far as I'm, I lean heavily on practical, even though. Uh, it does look goofy from time to time. Of course, Guillermo del Toro is the master at it. And Fawn slash Pan from Pan's Labyrinth. I see. I was gonna mention Pan's Labyrinth when. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Yes, so either yes. it's either it's either Pan or the the creature with ha- eyeballs in his hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Played by the guy who played uh, uh, Abe from Hellboy and the Fishman from the Water movie, but. That guy's oh, incredible. Nice. He's in everything. If it's a skinny guy in a costume, it's probably the same person. But um, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is all mostly practical and absolutely gorgeous. That was going to be my biggest uh, example of like why practical can work so well with yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Because yeah. there's something, and it all comes back around to how much you immerse the audience, really. Sure, truly. sure, sure. 100%. Like, you know, CG is obviously getting better and better every single year um, but there's still a lot of people that do it improperly and there are a lot of people that do it well and I think me too I'm, I'm more on the uh, physical the costumes the whatever the puppets mm-hmm. because that's always felt more real than CG up until a point and but you can even do puppets wrong so it just comes down to how well you do whatever you're doing sure that's why I land too if I want to be convinced I go in a movie wanting to be like you go to a comedy show because you want to laugh. I go to movies because I want to be convinced. Sure. Um, some monsters that I like, Jeepers Creepers. Pretty sure that was mostly practical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got a lot, of, a lot of respect for the creative monsters. Uh, it's kind of hard to do monsters um, just because a lot of a lot of shit's already been done. So stuff like that. Um, but unpractical, that monster that I love was Cloverfield. I love the Cloverfield monster. Oh, fuck yep. yeah. Very good. All CG. Do you like that one? Uh, here's an interesting question. Is that one good because you don't get to look at it for a long time? <laughs> you went in and out for, for me. Oh, you're yeah, saying? you're good. Is that one is that one better because you don't get to look at it for a long time? So when you do get that like final shot where it's like breathing over TJ Miller's character, you're like, oh, fuck. I mean, the first time you see it is when they're in a helicopter. Like you really get to see it. And that was it was terrifying. And yeah. the, but the way they set the entire movie up, it was just like it's kind of like how it would happen if you were really in a big city. Yeah, like what actually is this fucking thing? You only see it yeah. passing between buildings, right? Yeah, you wouldn't see a lot of it. So yeah. the way they built the they, the movie was made made it you know sure. ramped it up or sure. whatever. Plus, it the CD did look good for such a everything being outside of that fairly low budget as far as the effects go within the movie. Yeah. Oh man, when the fucking military rolls up and just starts fucking laying into them while they're on the street. Oh yeah, that scene is so good. That's one of my favorite scenes in in movies ever. 
It's so good. And then when Homegirl explodes, that movie made my stomach turn. That scene made my stomach turn when I saw it the first time. It's so shocking. The movie I was, was like, oh, what? That was like the most shocking thing. You know what you shouldn't go back and watch now if you don't want to be unimmersed in a movie is Signs. Oh, I actually haven't seen that movie. Is Does the CG not work? The the CG monsters are so bad. <laughs> it's like so bad. That's awesome. I just watched it like last year and I was like, I can't believe this. This is so, so bad. Yo, to, to make the conversation move towards games a little bit, that's how I feel about old games. Like mm-hmm. There's this yeah. whole industry of nostalgia that exists right now that's like, get your old games and play them. And I'm, I'm, most of the time I'm like, I don't fucking care. Old stuff looked <laughs> bad and played bad. Like Games have gotten better in both play style and visual appeal to me. Uh, and so when like remasters come out, and I've said this before, but like when Halo Anniversary came out and I played it, I didn't realize it was updated immediately because my brain was like, yeah, this is what it looked like. And then you mm-hmm. go back and you go, oh, shit, I was 10 when it came out. And my brain as a 10-year-old back yeah. then with how graphics were saw what I'm seeing now. It was weird. It's like this, like, oh, yeah, this is what it looked like. And then you go go back and go, oh, and then you go right back to the updated graphics because it looked kind of poopy back then. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't think like it's if just... If you go back to play Goldeneye right now, I can't tell anything that I'm fucking looking at. Oh, yeah, dude. But, and also, <laughs> hot take. Also, hot take. That game's bad. <laughs> Goldeneye, Goldeneye fucking sucks, dude. It was good when it was all we had. Not when it did. Yeah, it was yeah, good yeah. when it was all we had. But we tried to play it at uh, Start Bar, me, Tech, and Ben, like a year and a half ago. And uh, terrible experience. It was so bad. It was like the whole time you're just like. <laughs> How do I aim? Look at, this, look at this dumb controller with three handles. You're like, what is this? So I guess bad. on a more on a more serious note about that, though, I don't think it's just your ten year old brain, though, because like, it, I mean, all adults thought that stuff looked good way back then because that's the best that was out at the moment. Right. Like, sure. uh, for example, Shadow of the Colossus when it was on the PS2 looked absolutely incredible. Like, yet, yet I remember game where we're just like, doesn't need to get any better than this. This is yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the remaster comes out and you're like, wow, I didn't know it could actually look like this much better. Sure. It, People know. are having that reaction in large amounts with Final Fantasy. Because apparently yeah. Final Fantasy 7 is fucking beautiful and like the, anim- the, the animation are incredibly good and people are like that, oh yeah I saw a tweet that spoke my soul it said I'm gonna spend most of my time playing this game in shock that it even exists yeah. <laughs> it's just him just looking around on the porch <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm gonna spend most of my time just uh, just ag- aghast and staring yeah uh, also it's so crazy that that game on this oh, go ahead. with uh, with aging games and probably movies too like you look at old CG in a movie and you're like uh, you know um <laughs> you look at old practical and it's, it kind of holds up, right? Like Job of the Hut is always going to look good. The yeah. practical version, not the CG version from the remake, but <laughs> the one that they kept redoing. Um, but practical Job is always going to look good, always. But yeah. the the thing I'm trying to say is, if a game's art style is good enough and the technology is mastered, I think you're always going to be able to go back to it. Like Super Mario Brothers Three is like the pinnacle of 8-bit pixel art. It's always going to look good. Nobody had to remaster it. They did. They made a Super Nintendo version, and it's fine. 
but like people are always <laughs> going to be able to play Super Mario Three because because it's art and it looks good. Yeah, so and games that are hyper stylized like. Um, yeah. Len's gonna hate me, but like thirteen, or um, Warframe. There, I said it. Go ahead. I don't think I Warframe. Mention, I have to mention Warframe every no, episode. No, no, he. You have to mention thirteen every episode. So now we've got you. Got like, you. Yeah, I was like, right. Warframe is not hyper style. What are you talking about? Um, no, I mean Warframe's still going for photorealism. It's got a lot of artistic direction. I know what you mean, though. But like thirteen, 13 looks yeah, like 13 a comic book. Might be timeless as long as it controls well. It should be timeless. Right, it's just because it looks like a comic book and like that aesthetic is going to yeah. be the same today it just might run a little smoother or whatever I would argue any any Doom game that's not Doom 3 would hold up it's pixel it's pixelated I play the shit old. out of the Splinter Cell games those yeah. always feel great um yeah I, I don't have a ton of games that I go back and play though not many um it's only a few um I didn't want to move completely away from it without giving Ryan a shot. Did you have any monsters that you thought of that you wanted to talk about that you like from movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh. You, sorry, my bad. No, I don't. I don't pay attention to movies as much as you guys do. Like, I like Ben. Like, I listen to Ben talk. He's like, he breaks movies down as he's watching. I just want. I just want to watch it because sure. I feel like if I start breaking stuff down, you're like, this sucks. I'm out. Like, I don't, I don't even watch it. No, that's. I mean, that's I'm a glad good. You don't envy me. It, it makes enjoying a movie very difficult. See, I'm I'm like a mixture. Like I love picking apart a movie, uh, but I also go into it initially without that mindset. I go into it. and I'm yeah. like, this was dope. Sure. And then when I watch it again, I'm like, I don't know. Let's see how this worked. Yeah. Um, I found <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, in I'll, my... I'll destroy it the second time. I don't care. But sure, like the first sure, time, sure. I, like, I want to watch it. Dude, I, I realized too, too many off- movies often. So I do. A, I'm doing a podcast with some friends about community. Um, and I realized, and there's a bunch of people in this group that watch Community. Christian, I don't know if you do. I've seen episodes here and there throughout okay. my life. So there's an episode where Shirley gives birth to a kid in anthropology. And yep. Abed volunteers to help. And they're like, what? And he's like, I helped deliver a baby earlier this year. And like, if you're paying attention in the background earlier in the show, there is an episode that ends. And in the background, you can see Abed in the trunk of a car helping mm-hmm. a woman give birth to a kid. Yep. It's not only that. So we looked it up last night at the STD fair when Abed gets on the radio and says, nobody has, don't, don't use condoms. There's, don't a couple, use condoms. there's a couple in the background that chucks a condom away. Yep. That's the I fucking that couple today. that has a kid. Oh really? And then like, <laughs> and then like another episode, another episode later in the show, Abed, a pregnant woman, addresses Abed and asks for her to like asks him to do something in the background, and Abed like puts his head to her stomach. And then like another episode, he's helping her do something, and her boyfriend walks up, and Abed runs away. And then another episode, he helps her sit down, and her water breaks, and walk outside. And then like she, and then after he delivers the baby, another episode, he's like looking past Shirley, zoned out, and when the camera pans to look at Shirley there's a fucking couple holding a new baby in the background like it it extends over like six or seven episodes that this whole thing's actually going on uh and when i discovered that i was like what the fuck but i didn't notice i didn't notice it in the first five times i watched it you know what i mean so like what is that season one uh it's like well shirley has the kid in season two because that's when they're in anthropology 
Okay, yes. Um, the STD fairs in season one. Oh, that's the other thing. The couple that tucks the condom, the episode where he sees her pregnant that's in the background is nine months after the episode where, like, chronologically, when the episodes were released, it's nine months after that episode. Nice. <laughs> so, like... That's pretty good. Uh, I love yeah, Easter amazing. eggs and shit built into movies. Um, I also wanted to mention Xenomorphs are one of the only practical yes. monsters that have, that have fucked me up. Xenomorphs work. And in, in Alien... As soon as they went CG? In Alien Covenant, I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Except when they were swimming underwater. That shit was incredible. That was dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. That um, was in uh, Resurrection. I don't think I've seen Resurrection. It's an experience. Wait. Oh, yeah, that's the one with the uh, fucking... Dude with the dope voice that played Death in Darksiders. What's that guy's yeah. name? But also, uh, Michael. Yeah, that's that's the one that retcons, and uh, I guess it's like um, Ripley's still alive, and then you find out she's a clone or something like that because she dies in the end of three or something. So does she die in the three? Yeah, she uh, she's pregnant with a xenomorph. She gets impregnated as as aliens do. Yes. She finds out, so she throws herself into a smelting pit. <laughs> oh. I think she's flipping, flipping somebody off at the same time, I think. Do I remember that correctly? She's Maybe. falling back like this, I think. Maybe. Yeah, yeah but with the, the scene in Aliens, when she walks into the room with the flamethrower and the queen is sitting there. You, you cut out real bad. Oh, my bad. The scene in Aliens, the second one, um, when Ripley walks into the room with the flamethrower and the queen yeah. is sitting around her eggs. Yeah. And she's got that massive fucking headdress hanging yeah. off of her head. Well, that she's shit. also got a huge like sack, egg sack that's mm-hmm. like, pooping out babies. Yeah. And uh, there's so the, my favorite part of that's a, that's an amazing scene, one of the best scenes in Hollywood ever. But when she's back, he said away, that twice this episode so far. <laughs> two different things. Different I'm categories. just fucking with you, dude. Like a hundred percent disagreed. <laughs> um, uh, but she's backing away, and like the <laughs> the queen telepathically tells her her kids to back off, right? So they kind of back into the shadows, and uh, but so she's backing out with with Newt, and then one of the eggs opens, and uh, Ripley looks up to the queen like really, and then just like lights the whole room on fire. Yeah, because the whole the whole like wordless exchange there is like, don't fuck with me and this kid, and I won't fuck with yeah, you and your and kids. Yeah. And then it's the the queen's like, but and she's like, okay, fine, fuck it. Whoop. And for you film nerds, uh, I just watched that with mom uh, a couple months ago. For, yeah, I forgot what it was for. It was a it was a holiday or something. It was a really inappropriate movie to watch. <laughs> for the holiday, Merry but, Christmas. But not yeah. not her first time watching that, of course. It was. Right. It was. Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. We watched we watched Alien. Probably four or five months ago, and then Aliens. That's yeah. wild. That yeah. was like one of the very first movies my dad had me watch growing up. <laughs> See, what's very crazy good. is I'm late to a lot of things, but when Prometheus, <laughs> I still haven't seen that. Um, <laughs> but when Prometheus came out or was coming out, um, Ben wanted to see it so badly, and I remember that was in 2012 when I was living in St. Charles that summer with him, and I remember him like showing me the trailer and me being like, "Yeah, I've never seen these movies," and he was like, "What?" So we watched yeah, Alien and Aliens do. like the days before we went and saw Prometheus. Yeah, um, yeah. Is, there, is there a bigger franchise drop than that Prometheus and Covenant? 
Star Wars. <laughs> um, well, the, but Prometheus wasn't like opaquely alien until a couple yeah. of trailers in, and then you were like, "Oh fuck, wait, that's Wayland. That's Wayland Yutani. Oh shit, this is in the same universe." Mm-hmm. Uh, those those who were obsessed with it knew, but oh. apparently there's a formula change. They they yes. It was supposed to be 30% new, 70% aliens, and then something happened. I think Ridley Scott said, I wanted to make... A new writer came in. Damon Lindelof came in, took over, and 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 then it became 70% new, 30% aliens. That's why, like, the last thing you see in the movie is a baby xenomorph, and it's like, roll credits. Kind of transition, sorry. Um, Talking about, like, introducing new things and, like, practical effects versus CGI and stuff. Question for you guys. Um video games that you would like to see turned into practical effect movies <laughs> this is a good question this is a good question specifically practical effect specific specifically practical effects yes oh, god of war is impossible no yeah god of war is not at all possible <laughs> god of war is a movie would be great. bioshock oh fuck bioshock could be great i gotta think of so here's um, yeah big daddy's in practical effect yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. You gotta think of something that you would like to watch in something you, you can't interact with, right? So, what would God of War do that you wish you couldn't play? In a way, like, because God of War's sto- story has been told. So, why do you yeah. wanna watch that again on a screen? So, like, what franchise is out there that deserves screen time? For a story that shouldn't be told in a video game that you would enjoy, you know what I mean? Like I would what? watch an action rom com about about uh, Kratos falling in love with uh, <laughs> no. no the woman that he had a kid with, because apparently she was a giant that was a badass too, and like <laughs> figuring out how they met and how they had a kid. Fuck yeah, I'd watch that shit. A rom com. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it'd be so good. No, but that's not my that's not my that's not my choice. That's not my pick right, right. for this. Um, fuck, I don't know. Tech Ryan, I mean, do you guys I, have anything come to mind? Guys, no, honestly, I just, honestly, I just had a thought. Okay. I had a thought that made me laugh because <laughs> I would probably watch this movie, but Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'd watch that. Wasn't that the the movie basically that just came out with um, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, or whatever. What movie came out with Ryan Reynolds? Six Underground. Like video. No, oh, I think it was well, called. Yes, actually that too. But no, there's a movie where he's a NPC and he figures out he's in a game. Yeah. Good guy, isn't it? Oh, good guy. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. yeah. Is that did that come out? It's not out yet. No. Oh, I think okay. okay. I, think, I think it's supposed to be April, but yeah, probably it's not a, anymore. <laughs> See, all I have to do is look up. And look at my wall. Yo, and Tech, would you watch now. an Apex movie? No. 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 But you like the short stories about the characters so much. Oh, I love it. And I was just, and I'm looking at Apex highlights while we're while we're doing this and no. <laughs> were that boring? <laughs> would, would you no. would you like a t- would you like a TV show? No. Based you, on like what about based like, on old on old stuff, like coming up to Apex. Yeah, what about like the, the wars that Titanfall one and two are about? So like, I, was like, I was never I was never a big fan of the Halo series stuff. Yeah. So like, right. I, don't, I don't think me as a consumer would like it. Um, and I feel like they wouldn't do it correctly. Like, I think hmm. it would be so awesome to have a short series because, of course, um, series don't have to be like twenty episodes long or whatever. Just take a look at a lot of uh, the originals on Netflix and whatnot. Love I think it would be so man. awesome to have like, I don't know, five episode short series of each character's background because the the whole um 
the bloodhound backstory was so awesome that short video of that that was amazing i would love to see more like just getting immersed in those stories is one of my favorite things i think i'm okay with the way they're doing it and like as a fan because i play apex nearly almost every day but i like the way they're kind of like spoon feeding us lore i like it that way i don't think i'd like i don't think i'd I don't think I'd like it live action or anything like that. Interesting. I just, I, yeah. Um, but I could like mentally when going back to Grand Theft Auto, I can see the three characters from Grand Theft Auto Five being in a movie. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That'd be, and that'd be a, probably a pretty fun movie. Um, um, I got I'm, my answer. Oh, go for it. <laughs> Mega Man. Practical oh, effects. Oh, really? Practical though, dude. Yep. That would actually be pretty cool. I I can see that happening. Yeah, Japan could. Japan could do it. I could yeah. think of a few movies that Japan did with uh, costumes and superhero shit, all done practically. Um, I mean, can I say as practical as I don't know, a Captain like a like a Marvel movie? No, that's all. Because even those, their outfits, those aren't practical. Well, I would say the majority of the movie, like of course, like Mega Man's blaster isn't gonna be practical. Like that's yeah. that's gotta have effects and stuff, but. No, they have to develop actual plasma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's not possible. I don't know. No, it's not. I know what mine is, and mine's kind of a shoe in because it's in a genre that already heavily weighs its uh, effects and practicality. It's sci-fi, and it's Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass that's Effect, especially yeah. if they did like the the first contact war with the Turians, mm-hmm. like Turians and practical effects. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, big big plate armor to, uh, faces and shit. I am looking forward to maybe hopefully, um, uh, Watiti doing Akira because he said all the right things for me to be excited about it. So. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's and um, game, but Brian K. Vaughn's writing a Gundam movie, so yes, he is. <laughs> I'd fuck with that. That's not gonna be practical though. <laughs> not at all. Oh <laughs> uh, man, if that's there's a Halo show coming out that I can't fucking wait for either. That's true. That's not going to be 100% practical. All the other Halo shows were mostly practical. Those were great. Yeah. Until the Covenant show up. And then they're like, we can't do that. I don't want them to do them. Those practical. They look so stupid. (laughs) They look so dumb. Um, Cosplay. Yeah. I've seen I've seen good elite cosplay though. Like that Halo event my uh, Nan and I went to last year. There was a guy in an eight foot tall elite cosplay that was fucking outstanding. And like the man the, the mandibles like opened the mandibles opened when he roared. Yeah. And it was like, what the f- how do you how? Stuff like that's crazy. That's I'm nuts. so impressed by that. That's nuts. I just that's one skill that I wish I knew. Hey man, you got plenty of free time now. Yeah. <laughs> Just start uh, ordering bulk amounts of styrofoam and cardboard. The EVA foam that is going to take me months to get because Amazon's backed up. Sure, yeah, dude, take, you should you should do that and cosplay as like Gibraltar or something. <laughs> That's who you. It's Gibraltar. Just give Gibraltar. me Gibraltar. <laughs> I'm the jump mister. Uh, okay. I hate Gibraltar. Side note: I really hate Gibraltar. Dude, he was my he was my main for the first month. I played with nobody else. Why do you hate him? Like, hate playing as him, or hate when? Hate I hate him? playing. I hate playing with him. I hate playing against him. <laughs> I just don't like Gibraltar at all, dude. Like, I really don't. All right. Well, now I know not to pick him. Or do do you prefer or not prefer him to be even on your team? 
No, actually, I like him on my team. Okay, <laughs> okay. You like using his abilities to your advantage. You don't like the being the one to use them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't because I, I feel like I'm too big of a target, and I just I don't do well with with Gibraltar, True. and I fighting, fighting him just sucks. A, a gold Gibraltar is unbeatable. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, let, he's let, got let a sh- garbage. Yeah, let the person absolute trash. <laughs> Yeah, I won't talk about the time I won with a gold armored Gibraltar. But uh, <laughs> dude, one of my favorite wins was throwing a fucking mortar strike on top of a tower people were fighting on and just sitting back and waiting. And then everyone died. <laughs> it was incredible. I was like, hey, we won a game. That's trash. Yeah. Well, <laughs> tech, tech, we won a game by keeping people from being able to move at, towards us and letting them die to zone. <laughs> so like... And there's an asterisk by that win. It's a win, but there's an asterisk. Okay, okay. (laughs) Like Mark McGuire in the Hall of Fame, there's an asterisk next to that fucking win. For sure. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so when we wrap up the show, because it's about that time, we share what we're doing. Uh, We call it our bounties, Christian. We talk about what we're playing, watching, listening to, and reading. Um, Okay. Things that you want to share. So if you're not doing one of those things, it's fine. You don't have to come up with something. Um, I'll lead off, though, by saying, that I've been playing a bunch of MLB The Show. The game's incredible. Um, the, uh, I, it, that game's not on sale. That game's not on sale, is it? Probably Crazy. not. It came out like a like a week and a half ago, though. Oh, shit, never mind. Wait, no, it came out March 18th, so it's been a minute. But not, yeah, not a long minute. A <laughs> not a long minute. I'm the same guy, Ryan, that says the other day, and it could have been two years ago. <laughs> yeah, we saw each other the other day, and my wife's like, but like how long ago? And I'm like, two years? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it was it's not it's still the other day. <laughs> it's not today. It's another anyway. Um, I don't know, man. Sports games uh, coming out every year. They only have like a nine month dev cycle, so the amount of improvements they can make are generally pretty small. Um, and somehow it feels like MLB The Show improved like the two things I had the biggest beef on in a way that makes it feel so much better. Um, they had a real line drive problem last year, and that makes no sense to people who don't play baseball, so let me explain. <laughs> there were too many times you'd hit a ball, and it would be the same type of hit that was easily fieldable. And it would like you'd hit a ball in three different places with three different batters three times in a row and would go to the same guy and you'd be like okay this is clearly a video game and now they've adjusted that and there's a lot more like flexibility as to where the ball hits on the bat and how it like moves through the air and it feels so much better um so yeah that game's great um watching I'm watching Witcher for sure I'm on episode 5 now so some shit's happening <laughs> episode 4 ended and we watched so my wife and I have this this habit of watching I say my wife and a group of people that all know her Amanda and I have this habit of <laughs> who? who right? which, which uh, wife? when <laughs> when we <Ooh>. when we <laughs> you guys are funny when we're watching a show that has this thing happen right so there's a lot of shows that will start with a little intro and then roll credits. Stranger Things is definitely one of those. Um, and Witcher is also one of those. Um, good place. Like, if we're watching a show like that, we'll watch until we're done. And then we'll watch, watch the next the, sting. The next stinger. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, Witcher does. I just saw the, the Witcher opening with the Doppler that, like, changes its face to look like other people. Uh, and then it shows the credits and whatever. Um, when that happened on this episode, <laughs> Amanda just looked at me afterwards and was like, this show's too intense. 
<laughs> and I was like, I mean, I told you it's going to be like Game of Thrones, but harder to follow for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Um, um, well, it starts to five, make sense. You are starting to realize that there are more multiple timetables. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the episode with the Striga, the... It's all about the dude and his sister having a kid. Yeah. And then, like, the next episode... My kind of movie. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the next episode, when Yennefer's doing the... When Yennefer transforms, um, she walks into a room, and the young the, uh, king and his sister are in that room. And you're like, oh, okay. And the next time you see her, she says she's been doing something for three decades. And you're like, what? No, you just, what? So, like, yeah, we are under, we understand that there's different... There's a few times in that show where we had to pause it. And we just... Got it. And hit play. Yeah. Like, we had to, like, what time are we in? Anyway. There's I, a moment... I, I, Enjoy that, like, because I didn't play the video game. I enjoyed yeah. having to figure out if there are three different timelines. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. that very cool. Suffering. That was very yeah. cool. And there's a moment when, um, when Jennifer's running away from that hitman, that assassin, with her, with her, whatever the person she's with. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a moment where they go through one of those portals and end up in Blaviken, like years later, because it's all painted red. Hmm. And it's it's cool. very clearly Blaviken. It's where the fight happens yeah. in the first episode. Yeah. And I paused yeah. it and was like, yeah, because Geralt fucking pinned a guy to that door and then cut his head off. Like, that, that's this place. Um, but yeah, that show's dope. I'm not really watching anything else, though. Um, I finished Altered Carbon, and I'm trying to figure out what else I can watch that Amanda doesn't care about. Because that's generally how I how I parse out my shows. If she wants to watch it, I have to wait. And if she doesn't, I just watch it in my office. Yeah, same yeah, Over here. yeah, it's a it's a thing you got to deal with eventually. Um, and then I'm at, the, I'm at the point where if Kim doesn't want to watch it, it just doesn't get watched because I don't watch TV if I don't watch I don't watch TV while I work. So um, yeah, I so mean, it's a lot of lot of shit that doesn't get seen, unfortunately. Yeah, that's so. a bummer. Bad. You gotta make more time to you gotta make more time to to watch stuff. Um, listening, I've been I <laughs> I went shopping while listening to the the two uh, most recent Nine Inch Nails releases, <laughs> which yeah, that might have like a bleak affair. Oh yeah, dude, it was it was uh, it was an event because the Nine Inch Nails albums that he released a couple weeks excuse me a couple weeks ago are the Ghosts. They're uh, two more chapters to the Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Which are his like more ethereal music? That's not the right way to describe it, but it's like the ambient. music he used for Social Network and ambient. yeah, ambient. Um, and listening to that while shopping was bleak, dude. I already was having a slight panic panic attack last time I went to the grocery store. I do not need a soundtrack. <laughs> To push me over the edge. <laughs> just need to so. give Ben the 28 Days Later soundtrack next time we go shopping. Right. Tech was so about I to say a, something. I have a pretty good rhythm when it goes to grocery shopping right now. Obviously, this week we're not going because actually CDC said don't go this week. Um, but uh, we go Sunday mornings at like 9 o'clock. Beautiful. Yeah, see, I should do that. And it's, it's My local schnooks is 24 hours. I should just go at 2 in the morning. And then I go to Deerberg's instead of schnooks because it's classier. <laughs> I go to my Aldi out. And Toronto has its pinky out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the co- better, it's the Corona, a, Paris. They have a better stock. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. I go to the uh, Aldi and I go to the Aldi in Shrewsbury, which is like a new fancy Aldi that not a lot of people know about, apparently. Uh, and I got there at eight one day because I thought it opened at eight, but it opened at nine. And I stood in line to get into a grocery store. That was an event. Uh, and sure enough, when the store opened, people started yelling at each other on the way in. There's like there's like 10, 12 people and the chick that cut a guy off and was like, fuck you to him and like started a shouting match, walked 30 feet into the store, stopped, took out her shopping list and stood there for 30 seconds. And I was like, why the fuck did you rush into this store? You asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like some Aldi shit. <laughs> I guess. That was, that I guess. <laughs> um, I'm still reading through Seven to Eternity uh, and Money Shot. I started both of those last week and have only gotten a couple pages in because my kids at home now and I don't have any free time anymore. <laughs> but that's my bounties. Um, anybody else want to? What tech? What are you up to? All right, glad you asked. I um, watching Hands May Tell, which it uh, makes me hate men. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, what else am I watching? Um, I started My Hero Academia, uh, so I'm in like seven or eight episodes of that. That's fucking wild to me. You've been poo-pooing anime since I've known you. It's so crazy watching it right now. Yeah, I've been meaning to, and uh, that one's just been popping up everywhere. I I like it. It's superhero shit, right? It's it's superhero shit. It's fun. It's really interesting. (laughs) This this Deku guy is interesting. Mm -hmm. It Um, goes from like adult to kitty pretty quickly, apparently. um, Not adult, uh, but like action teenager to like, oh, this is some goofy ass shit. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's what I thought an anime would would be. So nothing like changing my life, but I do enjoy it. It's cool. Um, of course, playing Apex Legends, Duo Modes just came out Tuesday. Yeah, and um, Kings Canyon too, right? Yeah, they so they put the maps on a rotation. Everyone thought it would be like selection, but they said that would probably kill the fan, the the player base if they did it. So they're doing an hour and a half rotation, um, and then at thirty minutes they're doing King Canyons at night, so they can make twenty four hours. But huh. uh, that's pretty fun, actually. Yeah, that's dope. That works out pretty well. Um, what else? What else? Um, listening to Rockwell Knuckles, he put out like a bunch of his old projects. Yeah, dude, you're fucking out, and I'm fucking in. Is on my i on my iPhone again. <sighs> you know, literally, like most of this conversation, you're in and out. So, like, I had no oh, idea what shit. you say. Oh, I, I said you're fucking out. I'm fucking in. Is on my iPhone again for the first time since college. And like, yeah, yeah I fuck with that album like crazy. I can't. Like I know I like I know I recorded songs on it, like I engineered songs on it. I just don't know which ones. It's like it's it's so long ago. <laughs> sure, um, sure. It's pretty cool. I know I did, did Bullet Train Army. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, I recorded that. Oh, that song is so good. Um, yeah. Well, uh, so that's that's what I've been listening to in the Weekend's new album because I like the Weekend a lot. Always have. Um, I think there's more TV, but I can't remember. But I think that's pretty much what I've been up to. All right, dope. Uh, Christian, what have you been up to, dude? <laughs> um, uh, I'll start with games because it's been really lackluster with games. Uh, just been playing a lot of like bullshit social stuff. Like, been really hardcore into Dead by Daylight that I can play with friends and 
um, nice. Destiny playing with friends and stuff like that. So just you did a raid with my grandma thing. today, didn't you? Yep, yep. Uh, we did the final Destiny one raid, Wrath of the Machine, with um, yeah, with Christy and my mom. That's so awesome. it was it was intense. I'm so glad we got through it. Be be <laughs> warned. That's incredible. Yeah. Be warned. My mom has started playing Destiny now, as you know. Yep. And you're gonna we're gonna have to go through raids again with her because absolutely. I'm so stoked. Yeah. Apparently she's I've, really really good already. So. Yeah. I I picked up Destiny the other day just to play because they were both playing. Yeah. And like I joined their party without telling them I was joining. And so I was talking to them. I was talking to them and they were like, we're not going to go after Cyclopses. They're too hard to kill. And I was like, well, just ask somebody to help. There's someone right next to you. And they were like, wait, wait, it's you. And I was like, what's up? (laughs) That's so funny. I did my little mic. I did my little mic drop emote because it's appropriate. Um, Okay. So, yeah. There's that. That's what I've been playing. I really want to find a single player to kind of like dig into right now. It's just I'm busy with a lot of other things like packing up and moving and all that stuff. Anyway, um, watching. I'm with Ben. I dude. I struggle to take time out of my life to actually go watch TV shows. If someone else isn't watching it like in the exact same room as me, I probably am not going to like take time out of my life to go watch it. Um, So I've been trying to catch up on movies that I've wanted to see. Like I just recently watched Jojo Rabbit, which was so good. I can't wait Um, to watch that. It's a a great movie. Where'd you Uh, watch it? In my living room. No, but I mean like what (laughs) what service did you get it through, you dingus? Uh, I think it was Amazon. Okay, okay. Was it rent or buy? Uh, I think I rented it. Oh, dope. Okay. I'll, I'll look for that then. Um... I also want to get around to watching mid '90s and uh, st- some Studio Ghibli movies I haven't seen yet. So, mm. um, listening to, I've got this playlist going on Spotify that's just jam-packed full of like four artists: uh, Hobo Johnson, Taylor Swift, Maggie Rogers, and Kings of Leon. So that's been like my kind of. It's been your jam out music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's. I guess that's pretty much it. I haven't been doing a whole lot of. You read? Okay. Yeah. As you say, not many of us end up having reading tips. (laughs) Yeah. No. I've I've been wanting to finish this book, Warbreaker. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Dope. Uh, Ben, what are you up to? Um, we finally watched Parasite. That was a freaking ride and a half. That was incredible. Um, well, let me try to think. What are we watching TV show wise? Um, yeah, we kind of stalled out. The office sort of. We just comes home. We make dinner. We throw on the office and and watch a couple episodes. I'm like, all right, I gotta go back to work. So uh, we kind of stalled out on all of our TV shows right now. Um, I was playing Mudrunner for a while with uh with Ryan, and then um sort of we sort of beat everything there was to beat. Although he grabbed the latest DLC and I didn't. Because the new game's coming out on the 28th, and I'm very excited for that. Uh, I wonder if that game will end up on Game Pass. Yeah, that'd be neat. I'm worried about it doing that actually did you buy you already pre-ordered an expensive version i know i haven't pre i haven't pre-ordered it yet because i'm worried about that yeah. but at the same time like i don't want to wait like I would, i'd rather pre-order it and pre-install it before it comes out so i can play it instantly as soon as it releases you know, they probably need our money it's not like call of duty that you know they're doing yeah. fine <laughs> um, but it's it's also an epic games like epic game release on pc so it may not have that same function on xbox and so sure. xbox may not put on game pass yeah. Uh, yeah and then i found myself a new warframe acolyte and we've been doing we've been 
going through the paces. It's been great. It's been fun. He loves it. He just got a dog. <laughs> that sigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the chat too. Jabril's in the chat. He, I, I remember the night he was like, "You want to play some Warframe?" I got it installed. I was like, "Oh no, I just lost a friend." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben has taken oh. him forever. Another one. <laughs> no, we, we played Bleeding Edge last night, so he, he'll play every other day or whatever. So oh just, man, just like I had some games as Maeve last night. Holy yeah, shit! Last night was great. Um, okay, playing a lot of Bleeding Edge, trying to keep the hope alive uh, in in the face of everybody saying the game's dead already, which is freaking infuriating. <laughs> very much, very much anticipating the next uh, update. Uh, and that's it, except for the fact that I have a birthday on Monday and a Kickstarter on Tuesday. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, assuming the Kickstarter gets approved, we're kind of cutting it close, but we're aiming for Tuesday. Dope. That's it for me. Dope. Sarge, what you been up to, my man? Uh, I finished the Rocket League Battle Pass last week and then finished the Call of Duty Battle Pass this week. Um... I, I max level Call of Duty. I think I was like, I don't know, six or seven levels below max on Rocket League. Um, but those battle passes have both been pretty solid. Um, I think they're the only ones that I usually get anyway. And with the Call of Duty one, I always wait until the last minute to actually buy the battle pass to make sure that I'm not wasting my money. Because I think sure. the first first season, I, I only made it to like level 60. And I was like, well, that's a good thing I'd spend the... 10, 20 bucks on that to not fully get all of my stuff. Right. Um, but Rocket League, I always make it so I always buy those right off the bat. But the the items are really good. Um, the Call of Duty stuff was pretty cool. This new Call of Duty stuff's gonna be awesome too. Um, I've been playing a crapload of Mudrunner. Um, I did. I I got the new DLC for that, and then I've been doing like the single player challenges, which give you like a like a single task that has to be done with like restrictions of like you can't get, you can't damage your vehicle or you have to only drive in cockpit view while like you have oh, a wow. and stuff so it, it makes it a lot more possible uh, yeah it's it's only on certain ones like there was one where i uh i used that little pen and i had to rock cl- like rock climb this mountain but i had to only while i was driving i had to be on inside view wow. so i could stop and like use the outside view but when i was driving i had to only be inside and it was it was pretty cool. Um, the next game is going to be very very intense. Yeah. And yeah, I'm definitely buying like the seventy dollar ultimate edition. Nice. Um, then uh, what I've been watching, I've been watching Dave, which that's actually a pretty good TV show. Yeah. Um, I do want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Tech and Ben, did you guys see the newest one, the talent show episode? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Without saying anything, what do you think of it? No, I guess I didn't. Oh, did I see the talent show episode? Which one? Um, it was. It came out last week. His first yeah, show, where his parents showed up. Yeah, I saw it. Um, yeah, that one. I don't know for some reason I can't remember it as well. I should. Okay. If not, it's not big deal. Oh, the friend, I, I, I about the friends about the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah, that was, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that that was, was good. That was very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, the, like, right the at the end. Is like half true. So I wonder if he's really talking about some some sycophants that he's had in his life that, you know, could you be know, people that suck up, people that like yeah. try to capitalize on his his fame. Yeah. Some old yeah. shitty friends. I wonder how much of that or that, or that could be a fake thing that 
is actually very real that people need to like pay attention to like you know like other people really like on your side like are they laughing with or at you type shit yeah right i actually know someone who's going to be in the next episode of dave he's a producer from st louis who's clearly made it um but he's a producer for trippy red so he's been promoting the next episode of dave nice who would i know who is it no you don't know him his name is dj um he's with chop squad he used to be with chop squad which is chief keith's producer so okay wow yeah nice um i've been watching community over i just started that over i think like last week or whatever i'm I'm still in season one but I, i i keep forgetting how good of a tv show that is like i watch the office a lot and i could have been watching like the community <laughs> you know instead um but yeah i'm i'm enjoying every bit of it especially watching like the the relationships build back up oh, man that shows that show is so fucking smart it's so good there's so many and conversations like, you're just like damn that was that was witty that was that yeah. was good and the, the out the outros for each episode are really stupid. <laughs> like um the Christmas party and like uh oh, oh Christmas, Christmas Troy, Troy. Oh, Christmas, oh, Christmas Troy Abed's <laughs> <laughs> decorating Troy like a tree and Jeff's like, Why do you guys do this? because like, it's fun and then Jeff joins in. It's like okay, I mean <laughs> And at the end Troy like Troy. takes a deep breath and goes, The snow smells like Christmas special drink. <laughs> it smells like special drink. <laughs> so dumb. Um but listening to, uh, I've been listening to G Easy on repeat. I just like hit like all play all songs, and just kind of have that going in the background while I'm doing stuff in the garage or around the house. I don't know why. I, sometimes I just pick a pick one and just listen to it for like a week or two straight. Yeah, I'm wrong with that. And to, yeah, and then move on. But that's about it. Dope. Dope. Well, before we wrap up completely, we have a fun fact at the end of our episodes called our Smurf Fact. Uh, ben, have you found one for us? No, but play the jingle. I'll get okay, it. I'm going to play the jingle. <laughs> um, we have. A, I made a little jingle, Christian. You won't be able to hear. Smurf oh. facts. Oh yeah. Yeah, I need to. I don't. I need to figure out how to have it so that it goes through audio so that you hear it because, like, for me, I hear it fine, but it's yeah. Stream you need to send it to yeah, me, yeah. and I'll put it on my. Uh, yes. Yeah, we could do that. Soundboard. Put it on your soundboard. And you guys would be here, and they'd, they'd hear it. Yep, that would be perfect. And then I wouldn't have to add it later when I'm recording it because it would play through your incoming or outgoing audio. Uh, anyway, Smurf Facts is our little fun fact uh, segment that was added as a gag by our buddy the real D Smurf, and then uh, has continued. So Ben, do you have a fun fact for us? Christian, his last fun fact for us was that McDonald's once made fucking bubblegum flavored broccoli. So uh, they're wild facts. So go no, ahead. The one, no, last week's was April 1st. It was about T-Rexes coming back. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're eight feet tall and they have small arms. Yes, what's your what's the fun fact this week, Ben? The first written OMG was in a letter to Winston Churchill in 1917. <laughs> Bullshit. What? <laughs> Days were dark during World War One when Europe was at war and world powers like Britain were mobilizing their forces. One celebrated British Admiral of the Royal Navy had retired by 1917 when he wrote to Winston Churchill to share his take on the headlines of the day, some of which were so exciting he wrote, OMG. <laughs> How could he have known that the acronym he invented would go on to become one of the most used phrases in the world? 
That seems like something that only a military dude would come up with. They already have so many fucking abbreviations. But he was probably just like, yeah, it's OMG. It's, it's just add it. That's funny. 1917. Uh, that was, we can thank the Smithsonian for that effect. So. Well. I'm trying to find the awesome. actual quote here. Uh, uh, wow, interesting. Um, we are five times stronger at sea than our enemies, and here's a small fleet that could gobble up in a few minutes playing the great vital sea part of landing an army in the enemy's rear and probably capturing the Russian capital by sea. This is, quote, holding the ring, quote, with a vengeance. Are we really incapable of a big enterprise? I hear that a new order of knighthood is on the tapis. OMG, shower it on the admiralty. So I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> OMG and then in parentheses, oh, exclamation point. My God, exclamation yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. 1917, Lord Fisher to the right honorable Winston Churchill. <laughs> 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 Alright, that needs to be read. Someone needs to put together an audio clip of them reading that, like, Sir Hammerlock from from Borderlands. <laughs> right. It'd be perfect. Um, well, dope. That's our show, Christian. Thanks for Dude. joining us. Hey, man. Thank Good you guys so much for having me. This was awesome. I'm good. so honored to be here. Glad you liked it. Yeah, glad that yeah. you liked it. That makes us feel good because it makes us feel like we put together something that's cool. I'm sorry I don't have a beard. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I, I shaved beard. my beard off too this week. So Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to probably just keep the stubble for a while. It just it got kind of grody and I wanted to restart right. a, re, a reset. You know you, can just, you know you can just wash it, right? Tried, man. <laughs> ben, ben, Ben's hair got dirty one day, and he was just like, "Nope, can't do it anymore." It he had to go was... through uh, three pairs of um, shavers to, to just shave it. The hair was my skin. It's so gunked I up. To refresh. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to follow the show or anything Nerdy Bits does, you can go to nerdybits.com or follow us on Twitter at nerdy underscore bits. If you want to follow anything I do, it's at loveweb on Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Ryan. Where can people find you? Sergeant Sodium on uh, Mixer, Twitter, Instagram, and Xbox. Dope. Uh, ben, where can people find you? Uh, everywhere at Sketch Sawyer, uh, www.sketchsawyer.com. And Butcher Queen Season 2 kicks off on Tuesday, hopefully. Dope. So. Dope. Uh, te- comic book shops. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out as, it, as time passes. Uh, Tech, where can people find you? At Tech Supreme, everywhere, or just Tech Supreme, or just Tech Supreme, perfect. And Christian, our honored guest, if you, you wanted people so... to, if you wanted people to follow you, <laughs> where you would guys they do are that? so streamlined. Like I have different name for everything. Xbox Live is Chubby Belly. Um, I don't have a Twitter, so but the my Instagram is what you see on screen. Check Pollock. Right. Um, Why don't you have a Twitter? That. That's a wild thing. I hate Twitter so much but with you a have fiery a passion. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I hate Facebook too, though. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, tru- hate them. I just want to say I truly, truly hate Facebook. Yeah, oh, it, the last couple yeah. weeks it's gotten worse. It's yep. Bad. I really, really, really like if if I didn't make money through Facebook, I would one hundred percent delete it. Absolutely yeah. the same. Yep. 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 Yikes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> perfect um well we'll be back playing something here coming up um i just played the smurf jingle didn't mean to do that all right i didn't i cut it off 
Um, but uh, we'll be playing something here in a second, so keep uh, stay on the channel, um, and we'll see you guys live for another episode next week. Christian, thanks again for coming. Yeah, thank you guys. Adios. Bye, everybody. See you.